Good morning, and welcome to another Riddles in the Dark filler material, brought to you by the Mythgard Institute. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Dave Kale, and I'm here, as always, with my wonderful, smart, and talented um, sleep-deprived co-hosts, Corey Olson and Trish Lambert. We're here to try and fill two hours with a minimum amount of material, um, <laughs> which we're confident we can. No, 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 seriously, we have, we have lots of things... We don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of um, film material to mine, um, but we have lots of other interesting things to discuss. And knowing us, um, uh, all of our concerns will prove um, totally unwarranted, and this <laughs> podcast will run three hours. <laughs> well, um, see, it's it's not that we're grumbling or anything about the fact that Peter Jackson uh, has released so little sparse. material this year. Um, no, until like until two weeks ago. We've been sitting there praying he wouldn't release anything. Right. Now now it's his job to get on the stick. I mean, is it too much to ask him to conform to our schedule? I mean, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> and besides which, you know, um, I mean, honestly, uh, this year is the first year we've had our plan together, you know, in a way that, like, really worked and made sense. And uh, so for this to be the year, because doesn't it seem that there's just way less promotional material this year yes. than there was in previous years? Is that just me? Yeah, I, I think Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers marketing, they're just phoning it in this year. Uh, well, people are going to go know, watch it or they aren't. It kind of seems I, that way. I, I think knowing marketing people the way I do, I think they may be worried about over fatiguing the audience, truthfully. I mean, I think they may be like, we, you know, we need to save it now and we need to do, you know, wait until closer to time and then really hit them with the big guns. So I'm thinking as far as the studio is concerned, this is on purpose. Jackson probably just has gotten tired or he's busy editing and he, you know, he said everything in the vlogs. I mean, you know, in the first year and a half, basically. So I guess we could go back and look at those again <laughs> for, for movie three, you know, tips. But um, I mean, I guess it is sufficiently. I mean, I'm, I guess it is understandable that when you do three films like this and they do most of the shooting all together up front, right, um, right. that like that's the part that's exciting to talk about as a director, right? To talk about being right. on set and, you know, like all those things he did in the vlogs in the first year. Like, here's how we're going to do the cameras and it's really fun and awesome. And here are, here are like some of the sets. Oh, I can't show you that, but this is an awesome set. And the actors are having a great time. And we're all just having the time of our lives down here filming. And now this year it's like we've been in the editing room for th thousands of hours and here's, um, here's a couch we sit on <laughs> exactly right. this is right. my this right. is my chair that i spend 10 hours a day in it's torture <laughs> please help us yeah no i i, I now, think I, it's I clearly did, i did pick up a quote from jackson that i will actually now tease everybody with and we, we'll come, we should come back to it after the banner's done because it might merit a little bit of discussion but rather than start off with that because I know we have an announcement we want to start off with too but I, before you do that I want to actually say Erica Smith has pointed out that actually the, the Harry Potter movies kind of followed the same marketing arc Right. you know the later movies just didn't have that much marketing and I guess they just assumed you know people were going to go so I don't know I mean that would be pretty sanguine of Warner Brothers but what can we say? We're zombies. We'll watch anything they make. <laughs> That's, right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hobbit. Hobbit movie must go. That's right. That's right. Okay. So anyway, but but if if there's time and it makes sense, I'll I'll, I'll give you this quote from Jackson about the third movie that could be an interesting little tidbit right. to discuss. All right. 
Okay. Um, um, did you introduce us, Dave? I probably yes. doesn't matter. I mean, <laughs> yes. Know who we are. Sure, you must have been asleep at that point. Yeah. Sorry oh, about okay. that. Yeah. Okay. You might, yeah. You you micro slept. <laughs> <laughs> I'll listen to the audio again to see what I said or you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I and I paid you multiple compliments. Uh, yeah. oh, Smart good. and talented, but also sleep deprived. Mr. Opportunistic. Yeah. Oh, there we go. That's right. Yeah. We didn't say sleep deprived. Okay. Now, Corey, you wanted to. We wanted to kick off with something fun. Absolutely. Right? Well, the cool. big thing, of course, I wanted to talk about, and several of you will probably have heard me talk about this in other contexts, but. Um, since the last Riddles in the Dark episode, uh, we have launched our second annual fundraiser for the Mythgard Academy. Um, and, you know, we're, we're about ready to begin season two of the Mythgard Academy. And we came into this as about now a week and a half ago. Um, actually, barely even that. Um, we announced it, if I recall, last Wednesday, um, about nine days ago. And uh, our goal, our fundraising goal for the year uh, was $14,000. That's basically sort of enough to kind of keep the lights on and uh, support the, you know, it it does cost a a good bit of money to allow, you know, free, unlimited free downloads of huge video files, basically. Um, So, uh, so anyway, so we were, we were wanting to to raise enough money to continue doing that and make sure the MythGuard Academy courses could continue and continue to be free for everybody. And uh, uh, people have responded in a really wonderful way. Nine days in, um, we are, uh, uh, we are, well, according to our, um, ticker on our webpage, uh, we're at $12,700 out of $14,000. But actually, that's not even up to date. Because like during our podcast so far, uh, we just received another pledge for uh, $600. So we're actually (laughs) at, uh, I just got like a notification on my phone. Uh, So we're actually at $13,003. we're, wow. we're under $1,000 uh, away from our initial goal, which is really, really exciting. Um, and uh, I was talking briefly um, of um, at uh, the Mythgard Academy class <clears throat> on Wednesday this past week, uh, week uh, 10 of the Dune class, um, that, uh, you know, we, we, we have uh, come up so quickly on, on our initial goal that we've been, you know, sort of brainstorming uh, some stretch goals. You know, what could, you know, if we, is there, you know, is there more stuff that we could do, um, you, know, if, you know, if we raise more money? And the, uh, the main thing that we, are, uh, that we are looking at doing is doing an additional supplementary lecture series. Uh, you know, I've been teaching the Mythgard Academy classes, and that's been fun, and I've been really having a great time uh, teaching those classes and, 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 you know, interacting with all the people who have been taking the classes. Um, but it would be really fun to be able to bring in uh, guest speakers to do, you know, basically sort of a series of, 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 of one-off lectures. And I would really like to be able to give uh, the, you know, the people who support the Academy, uh, you know, some say and what kind of topics we cover who we bring in scholars writers teachers you know who whom would you guys want to uh, um, to to hear from so that's uh, 
that's one of the things that we are uh, that we are working on. We'll sort of announce some more details about that soon. But um, but it's been really exciting. I think that uh, you know what we've been able to do through the Mythgard Academy this past year has been really uh, has been really special. Has been really fun, and uh, uh, and there's a lot that we can do moving forward. Not to mention, of course, the fact that you know in supporting Mythgard. We're also supporting the the bigger vision of Signum University, um, you know, which is really on, you know, on pace to to do some pretty big things uh, and and to introduce some uh, some 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 really quite new uh, approaches to higher education in America. So it's 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 been it that's been really. Um, that's been really great. I mean, the fundraiser is so huge for supporting not just the academy, but for sort of everything that we're trying to do uh, at Signum as we, um, you know, as we work our way through all of our legal processes. So, um, anyway, so I just want to thank everybody who's been supporting us and and say, you know, continue to spread the word and 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 let's uh, let's 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 see what more we can do. So anyway, it's been very exciting. Well, and I think one of the biggest things this year, and I personally think, because I know it's true for me, is the ability to, to, to make the pledge but make monthly payments Right, has made a huge difference because I can budget in, you know, a smaller amount rather than come up with one lump sum. And actually, I find I can donate more that way. It doesn't hurt quite so much. You know, it doesn't hurt quite so much for that big lump sum to go out. So I, I think that's one thing that's really helped a lot. Yeah. And frankly, you know, it's 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 really cool, actually, because on, on both ends, it works out really well. I really love the monthly donations, oh, yeah, too, because, you know, one of the one of the one of the idiosyncrasies of um, of you know, running Mythgard from business end from the beginning has been that, of course, the only money that we make comes from tuition and we do the three semesters a year. So we get, you know, we get income three times a year and then the whole rest of the year, everything has to be like very carefully budgeted to make sure that uh, those like chunks of money that we get spread out throughout the whole year. So being able to have um, so on the receiving end, you know, being able to get, you know, a, 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 reg- a regular monthly income like that is very very useful uh for us as well so so yeah i i i have uh i'm i am I, I am loving the monthly subscription thing i think that that's uh something that really works out well for everybody yeah yeah, yeah i donate okay, good. of course you do of, co- yes. of course you do Dave. and we are if you very didn't, if you didn't donate we would bill you <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> I also like I also like the monthly budget because I I think it's a uh, the monthly donation because I think it's a good way to um, force Corey to budget. <laughs> well, it makes I'm budgeting a lot easier. Lump sum, he's just going to go blow it in one shot. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 No, it's 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 challenging. It's challenging. Um, uh, uh, yeah. I I, I remember. Um, when we first started out, I actually got a, you know, we use, uh, you know, PayPal is the primary uh, mm-hmm. instrument that we use to collect funds. It always has been since we started. And I remember the very first semester, actually, it was getting like phone calls uh, from PayPal just to make sure we weren't like a money laundering uh, scheme or something like that. <laughs> it was like, 
you've received no money at all for two months, and now all of a sudden you've received, you know, five figures in like two weeks. What's going on, Mike? Dude, like this is how it's going to be, okay? <laughs> like you've got to get wow. used to it. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, it was it was just the the irregularity of our income was like shooting up red flags at PayPal. Your, it was just your odd. background has probably been thoroughly investigated. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I was a shady figure. In fact, you know, and I, I don't think I ever told this story. Um, you know that I I had to I had to uh, I I actually ended up in this in this truly bizarre but kind of wonderful moment having to pass a Tolkien trivia quiz in order to prove what we were doing. Did I ever tell you the story? <laughs> No. Yeah. Please. No, I was I was on the phone with this PayPal guy, you know, who was like trying to like he was clearly his job was to see if we were a legitimate business. And so he's like, you know, asking me to explain what exactly we do. And I'm like, well, you know, we're 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 an educational institution. And, you know, we teach uh, courses on J.R. Tolkien. And he was like, I know. And he was like, he was like, he was like, you teach courses on Tolkien, like for money people. But I'm like, yeah, we have a degree program, you know, so you can get a master's degree with a concentration in Tolkien studies. And he's like, you run it, you run an online institution where you can get a degree in Tolkien studies. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, so you have like professors who just teach Tolkien? I'm like, yeah. And in fact, that's kind of what I do, actually. I'm, you know, I I teach Tolkien. And so, so he's, he actually, so so he actually said, you know, I I mean, obviously he was, he was a Tolkien fan. It felt like he was in his element. You know, I mean, you could tell that he was, he, he was like half excited and half skeptical. You know, he was like. Really, you can get you can, you can get a degree with a concentration in Tolkien studies, but you know he 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 clearly knew the way to test me on this, and right. So he's like, okay, he's like, well, if you are if you are in fact offering degrees on on Tolkien studies, then you can probably tell me who are the who are the wielders of the three elven rings. Oh come on, buddy! <laughs> I know. <laughs> to which I responded, do you mean the three original owners or the three right. owners at the time of the Lord of the Rings? That's what I was saying. <laughs> he was like, uh, either one. So, you know, I explained I, I explained both and he was like, Okay, all right, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was that was uh, that was that was the most fun conversation I've ever had uh, with somebody who is scrutinizing me to see if I'm doing something illegal. Um, that is funny. Way more fun than any conversation I've ever had with the IRS, frankly. But sure. uh, anyway, so so yeah. If you get audited, you should suggest that to the IRS auditor. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. It's like okay. So when is the Tolkien trivia phase of this investigation <laughs> going to begin <laughs> because I'm prepped for that. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so but anyway, well, so the monthly subscriptions no will yeah, be really good because they will help uh, help us not to appear shady. To no, I, I, I think they've gotten used to our uh, to our to our patterns, but still, anyway. It's, <laughs> It will be good. It will be good. It will be good. I know, uh, Lincoln. Fortunately, he didn't ask me about Wing Balrogs. Uh, you know, that was that, oh. was that was good. Speaking of which, when I was mining for today's show, Weta has put out a Balrog figure. Yeah, and I saw. I, did you see it? It's got wings. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. See, this is just not going to die. You know, I'm I pretty mean, upset. There's always, di- but see, this is. Uh, on the one hand, like it's a little bit irritating because, of course, you know, there's so many people who take. You know whose whose visual imagination of you know the Lord of the Rings has been influenced by you know Weta and what they do. So on the one hand, like the fact that that kind of thing tends to be really influential is a little bit sort of frustrating. But at the same time, 
you know, I have learned to be tolerant of this. That is, I give a lot of leeway to visual artists. Because the fact is, Balrogs look ten times as cool with wings as they do without wings. I mean, it's like a Balrog without wings just looks like a slightly oversized, like, I mean, basically you just kind of have to kind of, I don't know. I mean, honestly, it looks kind of lame. The Balrog of Moria, I think, is actually one of the classic examples of something that, which is, which is really powerful conveyed in prose but which has has a really hard time just being translated into a visual medium um not only because the way he's actually described isn't all that scary he's not that big for instance i mean he's he's bigger than man size but he's not that much maybe he's twice as tall as a man but um uh but not that much bigger you know he's not 30 feet tall or something and uh, um, <clears throat> and he doesn't have wings, and he's moreover shadowy. Like the the effect of the Balrog is not like he's huge and really strong and really powerful, as much as like the presence of him is so terrifying. It is the fear that they wield that makes the Balrogs. <clears throat> right. so, and you can't draw that. I mean, you can't draw, uh, you know, the like uh, you know aura of of fear and terror that that you know you know, comes from the Balrog and affects people. So, you know, I, I, again, I, I have a lot of sympathy, you know, if you're trying to depict the scene of Gandalf, uh, at the bridge against the Balrog, it's really hard to do without making it look silly. I mean, okay. Gandalf is fighting against this kind of big guy who's like in the shadows. It's not, it's just, you can't really convey, um, without, changing things. And this is, again, you know, this is one of the things that I think is, um, I take, uh, it's another reason why I'm willing to give not only visual, uh, uh, you know, artists, but basically, you know, adapters in general, especially adapters to a different medium, a fair bit of leeway in sort of sticking to the details of the text, because there are, um, there are times in which like a literal adaptation doesn't actually do justice to the text itself. You know, I mean, it would actually fail. Um, and I, I feel... You apologist. No, I'm, I, what, what I'm thinking of here actually is is medieval history, is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Not, mm-hmm. not like what actually happened in medieval history, but I'm thinking of medi- medieval historiography, when medieval people wrote history um, and described stuff that happened. And medieval historiography... Um, it's not that they just were compulsive liars. I mean, modern historians, you know, when they talk about, like, for instance, descriptions of the Battle of Agincourt or something like that, um, and they will wildly exaggerate, you know, and the French, there were like 250,000 French knights bearing down upon, you know, the like 3,000 person English force at Agincourt. Um, and modern historians will all be like, as usual, medieval historians are really unreliable when it comes to details. <laughs> um, and 
and basically, I, I am I am a hundred percent convinced that if you got that modern historian in the same room with the medieval historian, the medieval historian would roll his eyes and say, "Dude, you completely missed the point." You know, with your pedantic emphasis on like the real like details of like how many people there really were and and everything, you were totally missing the point of what really happened on that day. Like I am telling the story of what Agincourt was really like. Okay, no, there weren't two hundred fifty thousand people but again like you, to try to convey what that day meant you know what that day looked like what that day felt like what that day you know what the significance of that day I'm, that's what i'm telling here okay you know you know you 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 can have your pedantry um, similarly, you know, so they so they inflate it, um, not just not because they're just they don't care about accuracy, but but because they're being accurate in a different sense. Um, similarly, you know, I come back to and watch how I slowly bring this actually back to Peter Jackson. Um, <laughs> uh, Smaug, Smaug is way bigger than he is in the books. Um, it, it seems very likely that Smaug, based upon the descriptions that we get um, of, you know, the hall and everything, and the uh, Smaug is probably about 50 feet long. You know, I mean, he's, he's he, the, about the size of the dragon in Beowulf, um, which could be grappled with, you know, by a man. He's bigger than a man, but he could be grappled with by a man. Um, Smaug is so huge. There's no way, um, you know, a man looks like a look, looks like a tiny little doll next to the Smaug in the film. But in many ways, I think that that depiction of Smaug is sort of more true to the sense of it. I mean, Smaug is actually much smaller, but there is still very clearly the sense that no. I mean, remember they actually talk about this in the book, that you know, no like you know, attack, frontal assault, you know, by a warrior with an axe or sword, um, is going to is going to you know be able to do anything. Um, so they make that. But again, if he looked small. You know, if uh, if if Smaug when standing on all fours, if his back was no higher off the ground, you know, if the top of his back was was like the height of a man, which, again, is about what I think Smaug would have been um, in the book, um, then uh, it wouldn't be impressive. It wouldn't look impressive. Right. I mean, you mm-hmm. look at me like, oh. He's kind of cute, actually. You know, he's, I mean, like, sure, he's, you know, he's bigger than a person. You know, uh, it'd be hard to take him one-on-one, but um, anyway, I mean, it's... Who's it's, a good dragon? Who's a good dragon? <laughs> who's a good dragon? <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, it would, it, it would certainly, at the very least, it would certainly look underwhelming. I think. Um, now, you can argue that Peter Jackson's gone over the top, and I think maybe Smug didn't need to be quite that big, and his horde is a little bit silly uh, in its size. Um... Uh, I can't help but think, and I know Ed Powell couldn't help but think, uh, when looking at the big pile of gold, that like there is not that much gold in the entire world put together in one place. It would be very, very much smaller than that. Um, but anyway, it, it's. So, I mean, it certainly. It... But at, but at the same time, visually, community, you know, like they they are they have this recurring debate, right? Uh, fortune every year it's fortune right that does the thing where they estimate fictional characters yes, um, yes. fortunes and there's this debate over and in in communicating this guy's got a lot of gold like he's stolen a lot of treasure from a lot of different people over the over the the decades or centuries and, and you know it's fine it works 
It works. And also, Big Dragon oh, also works. Thor, Thor had that much, didn't he? I mean, remember the scene right, where right. Yeah, exactly. actually arrives. Was, <clears throat> exactly. I mean, the, the, I mean, when I see the huge horde of gold, you know, all I can think... Okay, I mean, I, I, the, the, there's that little part of... Just as there's that little part of my mind that says Thorin would have burned to a crisp on the, on the you know, the metal wheelbarrow in the, in the river of gold, right. so there's the little part of my mind that says there's not that much gold on planet Earth and never has been, so that's not really possible at all. But at the same time, the main part of my mind is, 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 is you know, repeating the phrase, Smaug the inaccessibly wealthy. You know, yeah. and I'm like, yes, yes, that is inaccessible wealth, indeed, um, that we are seeing. So I get, you know, that kind of thing, I think, is is really justifiable. Had they been really, really strict, you know, and said, okay, you know, we're gonna we're we're not gonna depict anything which is at all out of scale with what we see in the book. I think the effect would have been for them to be less true to the to the to the to the effect the book has, you know, to what the narrative really invokes, they'd be less true to that than, um, than they are by exaggerating it, by being unfaithful to the details. Um, so, you know, I, I do think that, um, these, so this is why to circle back briefly before we come back to Smaug, because it's where we want to start. This is why I don't get bothered by pictures of winged Balrog. Yeah. Because they look cooler. I mean, it's and they look scarier and they look bigger. You get, the, I mean, this the uh, pictures that you see of tiny little, you know, white shining Gandalf on the on the bridge with this huge Balrog, five times taller than he is in the book, with these huge actual wings that stretch out around and spread like a hundred feet across. You know, sort of dwarfing bright little Gandalf down on the bridge. That actually conveys more accurately, you know, what was actually what was happening, you know, sort of the reality of what was happening in the book. And, you know, as as a visual depiction of that, it captures the scene better than a, a truly faithful description, you know, a, a painting depiction of this of the of the scene would. Right. Um, You're just an apologist. <laughs> OK, well, I, 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 I do agree. I mean, I mean. It's, isn't that true of almost any movie? I mean, it's, it's, the whole larger than life thing is, is you know, I mean, I'll bet those dinosaurs in Jurassic Park weren't really that big. <laughs> right? I mean, I, I get it. Yeah. No, of course not. They were larger than appeared in the rearview mirror. Right. <laughs> exactly. And nearer, nearer than appear. <laughs> so okay. Well, gosh, we move on that to was the, pretty what? good. We're what doing, are we doing good next? so far in terms of filler. That's excellent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 What are we doing next? Next. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of large dragons, let's talk about the banner. Should we do the banner? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do the banner. So, okay. Uh, I will <clears throat> share my screen. Uh, um, I did share the URL with folks. Okay. Take a look at it. Good. So yeah, people um, have the share, people so. have the uh, the the banner here. Um, yeah. I'll look at so we can. We can, we can can all see what we're looking at at the same yeah. time, but you can look at your own, and people who are listening afterwards um, can access. Uh, how can how can people who are listening at home access the link if they want to see it? Trish? I will include it in the. Um, let's see, I'll include it in the post. I'll I'll put it on the Riddles in the Dark page. On the Riddles in the Dark page. The, okay. The audio. Yeah. Use this use this fantastic tool available for exploring the internet called uh, Google. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's another way to do it. That's true. You can find <laughs> yourself, you but can I'll also that. include it. 
Okay, okay, so we're a we're a service culture here, so we exactly. want to you know make it easy for folks. Now, to your point, oh, back to Smaug. Yeah, back to Smaug. Okay, mean? so back we, to Smaug. So to your point, the Smaug that you you know described as the accurate Smaug would be nowhere near as impressive as the Smaug is in this picture. Yeah, no, I mean, <clears throat> he like if Smaug were first of all, what on earth is he doing? Is he is he actually? Now, okay, well, all right. Um, I'm not going to assume that any of these scenes depict no, no. something that actually happened in the in the no. movie. I mean, right. we, should, we should say that at the beginning. Otherwise, otherwise, Smaug is sitting in the lake. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was my question. Like, what's exactly he doing here? Um, right. uh, but Plus, Bart, as I mentioned before we came, went on the air, Bart is looking particularly svelte with that nipped-in waist yeah. of his. Yeah. And he's yeah, holding yeah. the black arrow. So, I mean, what's he going to do with the black arrow holding the black is, arrow? Is, I mean, is yeah. Bart wearing a corset in this picture? Like, <laughs> yes. He's clearly been airbrushed. Yeah, he's got that slim Victorian waist going on there. Another example of Hollywood promoting um, unrealistic body types. That's right. You know, now all the young boys are going to be wearing corsets to try to look like Bard. That's, That's right. appalling. That's right. It's really terrible. It is, it is pretty... So, so Bard here is pretty much up a creek, right? Like, yeah. standing on a bridge amidst the entire town on fire. There's no way he's getting out of there. He's got a black arrow and nothing to shoot it with. In his hand, which is which has got to be getting pretty hot in his hand at the moment, actually. Well, I think more than his hand is going to be getting hot at that particular moment. Uh, <laughs> completely engulfed in flame as he appears to be. But okay, but let's hang on a second here now. Uh, Gerald, I also remember the black arrow being shorter. That seems to be like uh, black arrows oh, right. in this uh, picture are, are perhaps large longer than they will be in life. Um, uh, and, you know, Gerald, that's a really, this, that's a really interesting thing. I think that's like an example of the visual artist who is putting together this image, finding the visual representation in the film insufficiently impressive. Like if he's just holding a black arrow, um, it's going to look stumpy and short. So he makes it into a huge spear to make it look more impressive. Um, in fact, I almost wonder, I, I almost have like a, a sort of uncharitable suspicion that the person who photoshopped that image um, not only uh, has only a passing familiarity uh, with what the masculine body frame looks like, but also um, uh, didn't even doesn't even know what that thing is that Bard was supposed to be holding wow. in his hand. Um, that mm-hmm. they think it's a spear. It clearly is the black arrow because you can see the head, right? It's got right. that like open head, which was characteristic of the, I mean that that's right. what the black arrow um, tip looked like uh, in the film mm-hmm. um, so it's clearly a black arrow that he's holding but I mean I don't know I mean maybe the the Photoshop guy was like oh no this won't work like uh, he's got the that's like he's even holding see it. right yes that, he looks that, like he's wearing he looks like he's holding a, claw, a stick right know? that spear he's holding is nowhere near long enough to be able to damage this dragon i need to make that spear longer um you know not even realizing that it wasn't a spear so uh anyway um we'll uh we'll see about that i'm also not sure what they've done with smaug's wings i mean on the right hand side there i think that's his wing it could also be a slab of rock leaning up against him i'm not sure but anyway. Well, that would be pretty badly photoshopped if we're like, I know, you know, bringing know. part of the mountain with him down into, yeah, 
<laughs> this is a pretty elaborate photo. This this Smaug shot looks. I'm pretty sure this is like a. This is straight out of Desolation of Smaug. Yes. This is like. Yeah. This yeah. is like a shot of him rearing up inside yeah. the Lonely Mountain. Right. Um. Which I guess would make sense if that would look like a rock. Then if they were if they didn't Photoshop it well. Well, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt on that, you know, and say, okay, that's definitely his wing, and not just some rock yeah, that they forgot and left in the picture. But um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they put I, this thing out, and they're like, whoa, whoops, what happened yeah, there? Yeah. <laughs> I I sure hope the uh, marketing people are not phoning it in to that degree, you know. Uh, oh, boy, really? I'm um, but 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 my my question here. So okay, one of the things that's really interesting to think about in these with the, with these promotional images is not just what they depict, because of course, as we see and as we've seen all the way through, um, they're very much not, nor are they even designed to be snapshots from the film. So you know, as we've seen from earlier banners. Most of the time, the image that we see never happens on 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 screen. So it's not it's um, that's that's not the point. The point is not to give a preview. So what is the point then? The point is to convey particular things. The point is to sort of show us uh, stuff. I mean, I remember uh, in that first banner that we were looking at, um, you know, the first one, the first one that they released for film one. Um, Remember the picture of the unexpected party, which featured uh, Bilbo sitting at the end of the table with all the dwarves and smirking yeah. maniacally, right? Remember that that sort right. of idiotic smile that they had uh, right. on Martin Freeman in that picture? And I remember when we were talking about that, and I was saying, gosh, I hope Bilbo doesn't pull that face during the party. That's not... And of course, he didn't. You know, it, there was... He wasn't a, ever even at the table, was he? No, he never sat down at the table, oh. which, of course, was what I was hoping he wouldn't do. And, uh, and, and you know, so his reaction in, in the film was much more in line with what I was sort of, you know, anticipating from an adaptation standpoint from the book. Um, but that picture was really very misleading. Um, but again, you know, you have to think, like, what what are they going for? What is their point? So, okay, so, like, back to the Smaug image here, uh, you know, Smaug burning Lake Town. Obviously, Bard is never going to stand there. Um, obviously, right. he doesn't hold that because that's not actually the Black Arrow, though it's apparently supposed to be. And uh, you know, no one is going to be just standing there looking at Smaug without being incinerated in the middle of that pool of fire. And Smaug isn't going to be sitting on the ground. So apart from that, it's a totally realistic image. <laughs> um, but uh, but again, so so the point is not, though, just to say oh, this is a dumb image, um, but rather to say, why did they make this image? What are they going what is for? Supposed to here? Exactly. Right. I mean, what's the, what's the, and so, okay, clearly we have huge, ferocious smog in the midst of the destruction of Lake Town. The fact that the burning of Lake Town is in a pretty advanced state, I think is kind of interesting in this picture, right? This is not like, some of the stills that we've seen of smog in Lake Town, sort of show him like sweeping down upon it or just breathing fire upon it. Right. Um, this is kind of interesting in that we're seeing Lake town almost already destroyed, but Smaug still rearing up, uh, above it, you know, very, very much, uh, you know, very much alive. You know, this is like Smaug the conqueror here, uh, over Lake town and Bard, Alone, right? There's no other human figure, right? So there's Bard alone standing and facing him, um, not in a, not in like a combat stance exactly, but ready for combat, holding a, a 
plot inappropriate spear. Um, but but nevertheless, the point of this of the of the of the plot inappropriate spear seems clear enough, right? You know that again, he right. is he is he is prepared to resist. Um, and I think the fact that they've made it a spear, again, even if even if the Photoshop people didn't. Even if it's true that the Photoshop people didn't really know what they were doing when they did that, I still can kind of see their idea in doing it, right? Right. Um, I mean, to me, a spear is actually a really interesting uh, weapon. If you're going to give Bard a metaphorical weapon, that actually seems to me like a good one, right? If you're going to give him a weapon he doesn't really have, uh, uh, if you're not going to depict a scene... um, uh, to me, a spear kind of works. I mean, in the sense that, like, you know, a long spear like that is something that you would set to receive the charge of something much bigger than you. So, um, uh, I mean, that seems to be the kind of spear that they have in mind. Um, though, though, in that case, it would be good if it were still even perhaps another five feet longer. But, um, but nevertheless, that, that that seems to be the idea. And and. And again, I like that. Again, as far as what it evokes about, you know, so, you know, if what, what it evokes about Smaug and what it evokes about Bard, um, clearly trying to emphasize the I alone am standing against this and I am standing against it despite the odds, which in the case of this picture means <clears throat> despite the fact that I am currently on fire. Um, so that's, uh, that's, that's fine. You know, uh, that's good. I like that. You know, again, this is Bard against all odds and despite personal immolation standing against Smaug. Um, you know, so in that sense, I think it kind of, it kind of works. Brent is asking why not his longbow. Brent, that was my question too. I mean, all the other stills we've seen, he has his bow, right? Um, uh, but, um, and again, this it's is about what... the Black Arrow, man. Come on, he's got the Black Arrow. Yeah, um... yeah. They're, they're, that's an important artifact to the story at this point. So they got to include that, right? Even though it seems like the Photoshop people screwed that up, but um... yeah, and and he has actually no way of actually using it at this point. Right, right, right. Um, um. Kevin has a great idea. He says maybe the dwarves made a whole line of anti-dragon weapons under the black trademark label. Black right. arrows, windlance size. Black arrows, longbow size. <laughs> yeah, and of course, yeah. black spears. Customizable. <laughs> right. Coming out in the in, in the in 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 next season, you know, will be like black javelins and. Uh, That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. And then you just use the drop-down menu to pick which one you want. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. So, uh, I think... Th- but I think you're right. I think this is meant to evoke... We're meant to evoke the threat of Smaug and the fact that Bard is the one who can who can yes. stand against him. Or at least who will him. stand against him. You know, right. and, and that's, right. that's actually the thing that I like about it. You know, is that this does not show Bard as the larger-than-life hero... Um, in fact, it's it's Bard yeah, the the opposite. more the more dainty and delicate than, than life figure, if anything. Wasp, the wasp wasted hero. exactly the wasp wasted hero, which is just not a phrase you hear that often. It really isn't. Um, but anyway, you know. So 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 I, again, I you know clearly, if anything, it sort of plays up the the sort of underdog element, but also. To me, one of the things that is so important, you know, if I had to, again, point to what I think is really the essential element of Bard's stand against the dragon, it is the fact, you know, he he is, um, 
you know, he is he he is brave beyond you know what seems to everybody else the point of reason. You know, all of, even all of the others, not just the the cowardly master, but even all of the other soldiers, except for you know the ones under Bard's, you know, who who are whose courage is being bolstered by Bard himself, have all have all fled. Everyone else has given this up as a completely lost cause. Um, but Bard refuses to give up until he's shot his last arrow. And, you know, that seems to me, you know, the, the, that is the, the kind of, I mean, if there's a take home message from the Bard scene and also the fact that Bard is so grim voiced and pessimistic too, you know, the, the, the way in which Bard, like so many Tolkien characters, um, is perseverant, not, um, not just like, uh, in the face of despair or not against despair, but like through despair. Um, you know, here's Bard saying like, see, I said this was going to be bad. You know, I told you something bad was going to happen and now something bad is happening, right? This is not like the bright, cheerful, like, don't give up. Things might still work out, even though it doesn't look like it. That's not Bard, right? Um, you know, Bard is the grim-voiced guy who thought everything was going to was gonna suck from the beginning and now it's turning out to suck even worse than he thought it was going to, but he's still standing there fighting to his last arrow. And the way in which so many Tolkien heroes persevere and fight to the last through or even in a sense like because of their despair we see this with sam we see this with aemir um you know the 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 uh the the way that hope and despair functions in tolkien is really fascinating and bard is a cool example of that so again i like you know th- those those things all seem to me really compatible with this scene I, I don't know if those things are what the artists were thinking um but you know thinking about the significance of that of this moment um uh you get vaguely speaking, this moment, um, uh, in, in the book and in the film, it seems to me to kind of, uh, uh, to kind of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Okay. All right. So yeah. ne- next we get Dol Gulder. Now, before we even talk about the details of this scene, to what extent do you think the sequence of the banner suggests the sequence in the films? Ah, Interesting. Um, I would hate to think that the juxtaposition of images means that I'm wrong, because that's so unlikely. Um, because, of course... You would be wrong? Well, I have said what is the obviously say, correct answer, that yeah. the film is going to begin at Dol Guldur with Gandalf's imprisonment. Even if it doesn't end with the Battle of Dol Guldur, I think the opening scene is going to be Gandalf... Uh, you know, uh, in his uh, in his confinement at, uh, at Dol Guldur... A, a a chronological interpretation uh, of this uh, of this banner would suggest that Lake Town is going to be you know, the destruction of Lake Town will be the opening sequence, and then we'll do Dol Guldur. This is uh, obviously unlikely, but do, uh, but what do you think in general? Let's sort of scan through. Well, okay. it's a it's a kind of a strange thing. I mean, actually, it looks like Gandalf's trying to pull Galadriel out of. Quicksand. That's right. It does. It does. And <laughs> it looks like Elrond is going to attack them both. You know, right. we have a triangle going on here. Right. I mean, is he mad? You know, he's going to bring his sword down right on her elbow. Uh, I know. Uh, to, yeah, it does kind of look like that, doesn't it? Um, so but anyway, hang on a second. It's, 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 it's an odd. It's an odd. You know, front two is an odd. Pose. Let's look at sequence here. So we've got. We've got uh, Lake Town in Flames, the rescue of Gandalf at Dol Guldur, the rescue of Galadriel possibly at Dol Guldur, um, <laughs> Thorin brooding on his damaged throne, and Bilbo looking stunned, 
Um, uh, Legolas and Torio with bats in the background and mountains. And great hair. Windy hair. Yeah. Awesome. Looking awesome. tousled and dirty. Uh, yeah. Then we've got the moose cavalry uh, confronting the dwarf goat cavalry. Which is odd, yes. Yeah, we'll get to that. But okay, so we've got like the stirrings of the battle here. Okay. And then we've got in the middle of the battle and... There's Keeley. Azog, there's Keeley looking dashing. And uh, Interestingly enough, we have Feely in the foreground. Feely in the foreground, yeah, we'll get to that. And then, again, so these look like Even battle scenes. And that, wait, I keep trying to scroll to the right because I'm looking for the obvious auction scene that clearly comes next, but <laughs> it's not there. I, I can't believe they didn't include that in this banner. That's I know. It's going to bring the people in. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Exactly. I mean, you, <clears throat> well, maybe that's it. Maybe they're thinking, like, it's okay we, if we can spoil the battle. We just don't want to spoil the auction. Yeah, no <laughs> you know. ravens. No, not a raven in sight. Let alone a yep, Roak. That's, that's an ominous symbol or a signal. Uh, no ravens. Oh, oh! so we get Lots of bats, though, bats twice, but we get no ravens? I know. That's really... Oh, that is some, wrong. Maybe the graphics guys misunderstood. And yeah. Was, at least one of them was ravens. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, sorry. So, well, basically, the rest of it does seem to be roughly chronological. I mean, we assume yeah. this is, you know, this well, evokes troubles know, between Bilbo and Thorin in the mountain before the battle. I don't know about this, but then, you know, prep for the battle and then during the battle. But that doesn't necessarily mean that, the, you know, these events are going to happen now, I in that order. Now, I did try to tell you during that Riddle episode that Peter Jackson did say that the movie was going to start off pretty much where it ended. Whatever. <laughs> Corey can't... Corey doesn't want to be hampered with information. <laughs> no. No. Um, see, I can, I, can, I can still hold on to my... Uh, uh, to my convictions about what will be awesome. Um, okay, I, I, so can... I thought my I thought my my um, my monitor was dirty, but that's actually ashes in the picture let's be for those brown all those brown spots. I was trying to wipe them away. These? <laughs> oh yeah, I think those are leaves, I think. Yeah. Are they leaves? In, oh, in okay. older? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dead leaves. Which are which nice. Is a little strange. But that's a little, it is a little strange. Killing trees again. But it's well, it's it conveys the like corruption of Mirkwood thing, right? We have like the you know the 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 the, the dead leaves falling to show the the uh, you know the, the the corruption of the thing. My question is, where's Radagast's corpse? I <laughs> I was just going to say, Radagast. It's yes. probably Saruman probably just pushed him off this little cliff yeah. over here. Yeah, yes. and he's, and I he's was thinking up, he's running up to thinking... join them so they won't notice that he's gone. Yeah, yeah, Saruman just stepped over it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, right. Uh, they thought it would be too gruesome to show, like, Radagast's hand sticking out, you know, over here on the ground, you know, to, beneath we, Saruman's feet. But, uh, maybe but... if we just zoom in enough. You know? <laughs> no, that's exactly what I'm doing with my copy of it on my computer. So, some listener, please create a photoshopped version of <laughs> yes, yeah. Radagast's body Radagast. hanging out of that window above Saruman. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that's that. That's going to be 
that sounds like a fun community project. Okay, so like we're <laughs> going to be suggesting several sensible improvements that could be made upon this banner, uh, and uh, and somebody needs to do them. So okay, yeah. So so in, the inclusion of the corpse of Radagast, um, having just been killed by Saruman, is obviously something which uh, they just somebody didn't get the memo on that uh, right. when making this image clearly. Um, but back to the back to the the overall point, Trish, that you were making before about the figures in this image. It is very strange. You know, it is really the Bard and Smaug thing. I mean, again, like there, there, there are multiple ways in which the actual positioning and, uh, uh, you know, and stances of those two characters, Bard and, Smaug, uh, Bard and Smaug, are totally unrealistic. You know, Smaug can't be sitting on the ground at that point. Uh, Bard can't be standing in the middle of the flames. But, um, uh, but, 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 but nevertheless... Exactly. It, it sort of works. You know, if yeah. you if you if you sort of suspend disbelief in that way, um, you know, as like an iconic image, it works. Um, but in the second scene, what the heck is going on there? Like, and what do they think is going on? Even assuming like even, like, you know, sort of granted that this scene doesn't happen. And so we're not actually trying to put together plot points right. from the right. from the thing. But even without that, like, what are they going for? It, the fact that Gandalf is the one holding Galadriel's arm, her her posture and her expression could easily be, you know, I'm reaching out to Gandalf, right? I mean, like, I've, I've you know, come over and I'm trying to help him. But the fact that he has a hold of her wrist <laughs> like that. It, it could also be, my legs have been severed at the knees. <laughs> right. No locomote under my own. <laughs> right. I mean, I could easily imagine like the edge of a precipice against like the bottom of her rib cage there, you know, and she's right. like dangling over the edge that would also be appropriate. You know, I mean, that is like to this posture. The fact that his head is also higher than hers, right? You know, he's looking down at her. It, 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 all of those things, you know, his hand, their their relative posture seems to suggest that he's pulling her in, you know, that he's helping her, wow. not her him. And yes. it's so it, it conflicts. I mean, you think of the the image that we got in the trailer of you know of Galadriel, you know, sort of hovering over Gandalf's bloody head, you know, wh- where uh, that was diametrically opposed to this, you know, right. where he looked completely helpless and or dead, and she, um, uh, you know, and she was obviously, uh, you know, operating under her own power. We saw, of course, we actually we saw her feet, right, uh, Dave? So you know. That's what I was wondering. That was that was that was apparently before her feet. legs got severed, yeah. but um, yeah. um, maybe since she was barefoot, she's like you know, uh, my feet are sore. Right, well, she, she's gotten some like serious laceration, and it's like you know, right. please pull me in and help me get a tetanus booster. Um, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it really. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. As 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 uh, as uh, as 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 a Noldo, she would be uh, immune right. to tetanus. Um, one of the well-known features of the Noldo race. Well, that's right. Uh, it's on the list. <laughs> no tetanus boosters, because getting a tetanus booster every ten years for a hundred thousand years would really blow. Oh, I mean, it really would. <laughs> so, but anyway, okay. Um, <sighs> now Elrond is actually looking stage left. Yes. It looks like them. he's looking at Galadriel. Well, he's I mean, actually looking beyond her, actually, when I look closely. Okay. 
mean, he's looking in her direction. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's like, <clears throat> you know, Gandalf, you know, uh, pull in dismembered Goadriel because there's something coming up on her from behind. I, it's really... Oh, no, it's just, only Bayorn. It's okay. False alarm. <laughs> false. I they're just photoshopping together shots from different Yeah. Scenes. Yeah, but I mean. again, like, what, but they can flip Why? things. You know, I mean, they're photoshopping, right? They can do... They could, they could, they could have had a posture of him looking the other direction. Yeah, that's true. This could be the mirror image. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just mirror image the thing. Make him look over Gandalf's head. Like, how hard is that? Um, Actually, based you know, on our I, previous you, experience with trailers and stuff, this could be an entirely different character that they converted into. <laughs> right, right. And Corey, you kind of said it earlier. I think with the Smaug thing, it's like I, I can totally picture this being a graphic artist that has absolutely no you know, no knowledge of even the movies, let alone the books, just simply going for visual uh, composition. Do you, yeah. Do you guys remember, you know, that we've, we've gone through this now with, with several banners, I think. Um, and I, and I, and what we didn't do is go back and look at the banner again and look and see yeah, how much of the banner true. actually appeared in the film. I, I'm pretty sure the banner for the first film, of course, lots of that didn't show up since they did the split, the right. new split. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, remember they had Bjorn in that, and yeah. uh, well, they did yeah. actually make another one you know, that ended at the at the fir yeah. trees. Yeah. And they did. They did have. Um, the Bjorn, the Bjorn, one of a couple of the Bjorn things they had in there too were were things that that never appeared in any film, like right. Bjorn and bear form standing like on a on a, like a precipice at night. You know, it's just like there was evocative of events in the film, but not clearly not just taken stolen from some footage or something. So, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> no, but I, I yeah, see this. This Dol Golder thing is weird, man. I, I don't know what the heck's going on here. I gotta say, I'm a little disappointed. I was hoping I'd see Galadriel in armor. Right? No, for that reason, I'm a lot disappointed. I'm a lot disappointed uh, by this image, not just because we don't get Galadriel in armor, because from the trailer it looks like we're not going to get that yeah, anyway. Exactly. But, yeah. um, but again, what is being conveyed? You know, as much as I kind of like what's being, despite its manifold unrealisms, um. Despite its manifold uh, lack of verisimilitude, the first scene works well for me symbolically. The second scene is awful symbolically because I can't look at this in any other way than to, than that like Goadriel is like the damsel in distress and everybody is like rushing around to try to right. help poor helpless Goadriel. Yeah. The fact that they show her, I mean, she is in the most helpless position. I mean, she's again even Gandalf is half sitting up. Um, it looks like, you know, sort of reclining against these. I mean, he, he looks worn out and injured maybe, but um, but at least he's more upright than she is. I, it's just the, the way in which both the f second film and the trailer for the third film has led us to anticipate Goadriel being the one who's really in charge here. You know, Goadriel being the one who is, she is the savior. She's the one who's going to come in and set things to rights. And this scene is like the mirror reverse of that. Right. And I just right. don't get that. I don't understand. I don't even understand what they're even assuming they're failing to convey what they were trying to convey. I don't even know what they were attempting to convey and failing. <laughs> it's by the way, I'm going to make a postscript for any listeners who are relatively new to us. 
Corey likes to use the word verisimilitude at any opportunity that he can. And and words. and even and even more uh, the made up. I, I made up an adjectival form of it, of which I'm inordinately fond, which is of course verisimilitudinous. Um, <laughs> so I just explained that so I could use it again. Right cool. there. Yeah. See how you did that. That's good. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> It yeah, is, I, I agree. It is possible. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm willing to believe that maybe the plot does go here. Maybe Goadriel does get in trouble and has to be rescued. You know, maybe they don't. Maybe they make the choice that they don't want Gandalf just to be the weak one who has to be rescued. You know, that they want to, like, resuscitate Gandalf's character by having him first rescued by Goadriel and then having him rescue her later on or something. You know, so that, like, to, to maintain a greater level of sort of mutuality or, or you know, uh, sort of equality between their characters. I mean, I guess that wouldn't be awful. Um but the thing that nah, really, the thing that bothers me, though, is Elrond and Saruman. Um, Saruman remains this enigmatic figure, doesn't he? I yeah. mean, his stance, there's nothing about the way he's standing or looking that gives you an impression one direction or the other about him. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I mean, the fact that they, uh, uh, the fact that we have three figure, the, the fact that we have four total figures and all of them seem to be doing better than Galadriel, that's what's bothering me, you know? <laughs> so, so, so. Just two thoughts about this. One, um, I st- I'm not. Con- I don't think. I think Gladriel's fine. I think she's just like you know. They, the shots we've seen of her in trailers and stuff are like you know, kind of. They sort of make have her wandering around barefoot and acting very strangely, trying to be you know like, oh, it's fairy and she's an elf princess. You know, what I mean, it's like weird. Right. Remember, I made the comments yeah. about hippie Gladriel. Right. I think yeah. this right. is like Gladriel, like. I don't know, being weird and like crawling on the ground for some strange reason. Um, if it, if it I mean, she does have, she is grasping Gandalf's yeah. wrist. This doesn't, doing that, they're doing that wrist, wrist hold yeah. thing. Yeah, this but, doesn't look to me like Gladriel injured and in pain. Because look, cause, look, Gandalf looks like he's been set on fire. Um, right. By smog. And beat up. Uh, Gladriel's like pristine. Yeah. So I think yeah. she's just being kind of strange. I think one of the difficulties is her facial expression could be interpreted. Yeah. But, it, but, if we, but yes. we saw that we we saw kind of that same face in the trailers, and it's just her looking concerned and sad and whatever. Um, it's it's um, um, Kate Blanchett sadly overacting. We do at um, least know that all of the White Council apparently is going to be at Dolgold War. So that's... that's my second point. Yeah. I don't think for a second that this is proof that Saruman would be there even. Mm, really? I, I think this could just. They just photoshopped. They could could have just photoshopped a, a screen cap of Saruman from the Lord of the Rings films into this thing, just to suggest <laughs> his presence. I mean, I still generally think he will be there or should be there. Um, uh, you know, like like my main sort of the main thing that pushes that pushes against that is Christopher Lee's health and the fact that you know, like uh, the information we have about how how little filming he actually did and under such. He and Sylvester McCoy did do pickups in July. Yes. He from London yeah. and Sylvester McCoy from New Zealand. But so. but I don't. But the, I, I'm just not. Conv- I don't think that means Christopher Lee. I think if Saruman is it part of the Battle of Dol Guldur, then clearly it's a body double that they are going to. Oh, well, I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, they could do a lot of scenes with the body double. But yeah. but I just I'm not saying I don't think he'll be there. I'm just offering up the caveat that I don't think that this is proof positive that he will. Yeah, yeah, yeah I this agree. Could, this could clearly just be this is the White Council shot, and the White Council's involved at Dol Goldor, and he's part of the White Council, so we're going to throw him in there. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, 
Joe... Radagast isn't in it. Does that mean he's not going to be there? No, of course right. not. No, he's Ke- Kevin thinks Kevin thinks that um, Gandalf is cradling Radagast's head on the other side. Well, of the I like I like uh, <laughs> I like Gerald's suggestion that uh, Saruman is actually going to be CGI'd and re- replaced with Azog in the actual film. <laughs> uh, so yeah, or the original. Bold. <laughs> the original Bulg will make an unexpected return. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, okay, so um, not that a very satisfying scene. As far no, as that's I, this. I, I, in fact, I, no. I still. Oh, and people were asking about like, do we get any hint of Sauron? No, I think the the one thing that seems to me to be relatively clear is the shaft of light coming in here seems to me to suggest Sauron is like this is aftermath. You know that Sauron yeah, has that's been. What I was thinking. Is gone, um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, on the whole, I dislike this this image quite a lot. Um, so I'm like, this banner is one for two so far, as far as I'm concerned. Um, <laughs> but we move then to uh, back to the Lonely Mountain. Um, again, we have an odd kind of pastiche. The 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 throne, of course, is not. There's not a mound of gold next to the throne and everything, but that's fine. Again, see, that's like, you know, the, the, what is being evoked there is, is, is clear enough, right? You know, we want to well, have the spot where the Arkenstone would have gone is all cracked, which is interesting, yeah. right? You know, we've got, yeah, yeah we've got the, 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 damaged throne damaged by the dragon. So, you know, this, the image that just the Thorin image, I think is pretty cool, right? To have mm-hmm. the throne of the dwarves damaged by the dragon, but the wealth of Thror still sort of lying in a heap around at its foot and Thorin sitting at it um, in armor, right, in battle, in heavy battle gear um, and dressed regally and not regally, you know, like he was dressed in his comparatively fancy clothes coming out of Lake Town, but in in real dwarf armor um, with this, you know, he's got his dwarf shield down here. um, And, uh, but, you know, him looking down and clearly uh clearly not happy, not sitting triumphantly upon his damaged throne. This is not Thorin the Conqueror. Um uh but clearly Thorin he's is think, he's thinking to himself, I gotta get my hair cut, way too many split ends. Yes. Thorin the Pensive is uh clearly what we're getting here. Um what now, do you do make of his Bilbo's posture? Holding onto the Arkansas? Oh, yeah. Oh, we, we haven't moved on to Bilbo yet. He looks almost despairing, doesn't he? Or it does or... look almost like that. I mean, uh, like one would almost—I mean, like mourning uh, almost. Yeah. I would be tempted to say, um, yeah. Both Brent and Gerald were pointing out that the shield <clears throat> is suspiciously not a log. Um, <laughs> you know, which so no, is... nobody returns his log to him. Well, not in this scene, anyway. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Whereas Bilbo is still in the same ratty jacket he's been wearing for quite some time now. Um, we don't see any any um, any uh, aura of anything like coming out of his jacket that could be the Arkenstone. You know, like a little shiny right. No, spot. <laughs> there's there do, there isn't any hint of Arkenstone about him, is no. there? I mean, we got the hilt no. of Sting, so he's holding the sword in his hand down right. here. Um, and he can't hold, be holding Argosone in the other hand or Thorne would see it. So Right, right, exactly. That would be imprudent to walk That's around right. not only holding it in your hand, but, you know, the hand facing uh, Thorne, that would clearly be, you know. Behind the scenes, 
uh, with his face turned the other direction, Bilbo was taunting right. Thorin behind his back there, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Neener, neener, neener. What do you think what do you think Bilbo's face is supposed to be conveying, his expression? I don't know. You know, actually, Bilbo's facial expressions in, in the studio art has never done Martin Freeman justice, as far no, as I'm concerned. No, it hasn't. Um, I mean, here he looks... With like That's the... right, Bilbo's now left-handed, Bri- Brianna says. <laughs> right. <clears throat> right, he is now left-handed. Um, uh, yeah, Timothy says concern. Uh, uh, you know, Tim Fisher is sort of comparing Bilbo's yeah, expression yeah. to Goadriel's expression here. Goadriel's is, it, yeah, they're kind of the same. Right? Yeah. As is Legolas's in the next frame. <laughs> right. He's a little bit more stern, you know, here. <laughs> uh, that, you know, where Bilbo also looks a little bit I mean, I, I guess the main thing I mean, that this facial expression says to me is I've just been hit in the head, but I guess that's yeah, probably yes. not what they're going for. Yeah, yeah, this facial expression, really what it looks like is concussed. Concussed is exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Bill, yeah. In fact, in fact, if we could see, if they pulled the camera back a little bit more, you would see Keeley standing there saying, how many fingers, Bilbo? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, Kevin uh, Ophis says he's almost asking the viewer for help here. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Not a loss. Uh, now, and okay, like I can do something with that. You know, I mean, like I that the fact that Bilbo is just kind of looking bewildered seems to me okay. I mean, I, I that 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 can work, and you know, because the, the experience of Bilbo in the immediate post Smaug era is one. I mean, in the book, it's not like he's wandering around being like, "What's going on? I don't know." I mean, it's not like he's bewildered in that way, but he is. Um, the whole thing really does kind of get out. You know, he he is basically walking around saying, "Wait, what's?" What's yeah, happening now? Uh, well, I thought this was supposed to be over. Like, why are we right. fighting? What's, what's, you know, Thorin, what the heck is wrong with you? You know, why are you going crazy? Um, I hope we do get to see that. I hope that, that, I hope that is represented in the movie. So, yeah, so the idea of Bilbo sort of standing there saying, you know, where are we right now? Um, you know, uh, and what's happening. And, and the fact that he's got, you know, he's turned away from, his face is turned away from Thorin, which I like symbolically. Um, and of course, and I, and I also like the, 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 the light on his face here, right? Because you've got, um, you know, you've got this really, this green, this sort of sickly greenish light around here, which reminds me of the, of the, um, Minas Morgul light, um, Ooh, yeah. from the Lord of the Rings films. And uh, now you got me thinking about that classic Star Trek episode, you know, with the half black, half white face. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, it's, it's. You know, so we can see, you know, does this suggest, like, you know, some uh, Bilbo's own temptation to corruption? Um, You know, does it sort of show, or rather, does it show sort of Thorin's, you know, uh, is is the light supposed to be connected with, you know, with with Thorin and the kind of, you know, because I... I, I I want to say that you know the sort of the sickly nature of it, not just because of all the talk in the in the second film about you know Thorin and you know him being becoming mentally and spiritually sick, but just that 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 greenish cast that it gives to Bilbo's face. I mean, if you kind of cover up the right half of Bilbo's face, he looks really dead. Um, you know, so 
I, that's why I interpret this whole light aura around Thorin as. I know. You know. Lynn, Lynn, I was just thinking the same thing when I'm like, Corey is being so uh, kind to the artists. Hey, man. They would actually think that deeply about No, that. no, no. no. It's not about that. It's not about no, that. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're just picking color palettes. It's fine. Listen, <laughs> listen. This is not the point. You know, it's, it's, and it's like, you know, people do this all the time where I'm talking about the film and they're like, I think you're giving Peter Jackson way too much credit. Like, I'm not giving Peter Jackson any credit. I'm not. I'm not. It's not about intention. Even with the banners, it's not about the intention of the artist. I am not trying to delve into the minds uh, of the people who made this. I'm talking about the artifact that is before us and what can be done, what meanings can be drawn from it. And sometimes I do quite believe that meanings that can, that really cool meanings can be drawn from it despite the intentions of the author. And I think this is true, not only in the case of promotional banners, but even in the case of movies and books. Um, Many is the time that I have, you know, that I, that I think, you know, you can see, a really cool, you know, meaning, you know, some really cool stuff going on in a book, which I feel pretty confident uh, that um, that the author hasn't intended. In fact, right. sometimes the author will disclaim it. You know, the author will say, oh, no, I wasn't thinking that at all. And that's when I say, well, you know, uh, thank you. Um, be quiet now uh, and you, let us carry has, on. Has right. transcended your brain. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that, and and this happens so often. And almost every good writer I've ever heard talk about this confesses that the their book has transcended transcended their own brain. You know, most most right. really good authors are aware of the fact that you know if 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 the and this is why. Okay, this is a side note. This is why I get so frustrated with the whole J.K. Rowling uh, uh, press image, you know, where she wants to convey this, like, yes, I had everything in mind from the beginning. Like, every single detail was plotted out and nothing was a surprise to me. And it's like, do you realize that you're just demoting yourself in my own eyes when you say that? Like, uh, first of all, because I don't believe it. But secondly, uh, because that's not how it works. You yeah. fool! <laughs> you know it's like good books don't work that way. Uh, you know you're, you're arguing against yourself, as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, um, no, I think and taken taken from your that viewpoint that you just ex- explained, I do see that. That is an interesting. It's, I, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Um, and 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 what and, and clearly the image, the function of this image in the banner as a whole is you know this 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 is clearly designed to convey to us something about the internal side of the siege of Erebor, right? You know, this is, and we know it's the siege because we have Thorin changed. This is, you know, like, you know, his, 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 his clothing has changed. He's dressed for battle. This is not the immediate aftermath of, you know, Smaug's departure and their struggles with Smaug at the end of film two. This is him preparing for the battle of, of, of three armies and having, it looks like a hard time of it. You know, he looks like somebody who is not just stern and angry. I would almost have expected that. I mean, if you had asked me, I believe if you had asked me before I saw this, the, there's going to be an image of Thorin on his throne, uh, in the banner what would you expect his facial facial expression to be? I would have said stern and furious is what I would have expected. You know, that we would be getting ticked off Thorin. Um, ticked off at Bilbo, ticked off at Bard, ticked off at the Elven King. You know, uh, that that's, that's what I would have Ready expected. Yeah. But not this apparently internally conflicted... Um, 
burdened. Yeah, burdened. Tired. Like the, the stooping of his shoulders and his head yeah. does suggest, um, you know, burdened, depressed. Um, he, he looks like someone who is actually struggling. I like that. I like the idea, you know, this, this concept, we'll see if the film bears it out, but this concept of Thorin sort of burdened and struggling against this, um, against, you know, this sort of unwholesome, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, situation that he's in, you know, and this sort of mindset. follows through then back to Bilbo, you know, and, and the, the, the shading and the light also, can convey the two minds, you know, that Bilbo yeah. himself has confronted his two minds about what to do. Yeah. What do I do from here? Yeah. Kind of yeah, thing. exactly. No, I think that that's, um, you know, and, 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 but the fact that his head is turned away, you know, that his face is almost right. completely away from Thorin seems to me to kind of suggest the answer. Um, you know, Tim, uh, T- Tim Fisher's asking about, you know, when the throne got wrecked. Well, I'm not sure it is. Um, but I like that as a symbol. Um, you know, the idea of the throne of the dwarves with this huge gouge cut out of it. Where the Ar- yeah. Specifically the spot where the Arkenstone would have Exactly, been. exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like it. That's a, that's, a, that's a wonderful visual image for the state yeah. of Erebor, you know. Um, Actually, it looks like a big old claw took a chunk out yeah, of it. Exactly. Yes. It's, it's great. It's great. Um, uh, so, so yeah, I, 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 this scene I like, I really like this a lot. Um, and again, you know, we'll see who knows how well it's going to match up against, uh, uh, you know, what actually happens in the film. But I feel that this scene is really successful in evoking some really interesting things. And again, you know, quite likely far beyond what the actual Photoshoppers were, were meaning. Um, or maybe like, you know, Photoshop person C had a clue where Photoshop person B did not. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but this is my, this is my favorite image of the three so far. And I yeah, would, I agree with that. I would Thank say, you. uh, yeah. So, okay. So two out of three so far, uh, they're, they're okay. Okay. Now, and we have the fangirl fanboy. This is for all the fangirls and fanboys out there. Yeah. Yes. I don't see what function this scene serves. Particularly. No, I don't like. Yeah, I don't like this one nearly as much as the last one. No, and is no. that supposed to be the Lonely Mountain in the background? Do you think? Well, I it, don't know. The bats are flying out, so I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, it almost has to be right. I mean, you look at the context. Not only the fact that we have you know uh, Torio and Legolas right in front of it, but we've got Erebor over here. And the ruins of Dale over here. Yeah. It's not, I mean, this doesn't have to be contiguous. And in fact, of course, it looks quite different from these mountains here. Right. Um, right. But it's hard to imagine, like, and we're going to put a random shot of Dol Guldur in the background of, know. you know. And I'm trying to figure out if it is Erebor, what are the, what are the ruins right in front where the bats are flying around? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's, here's, here's one possible theory that could uh, encompass that. That is the random insertion of the, oh, yeah. of the Dol Guldur hill in the background would simply be again this it's it's not attempting to convey any yeah. kind of contiguous scene but rather the um, you know so we have the the greater Erebor region defense force mustering here and. You know, it's the idea of Dol Guldur lurking in the background with the bats emerging from it to sort of evoke, you know, the the hordes of Dol Guldur coming out. So we have, you know, this is like 
Dogolder is coming, you know, the enemy is there in the back. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it could kind of work a little bit symbolically that way. Yeah. yeah. But it's still confusing. I mean, like, what's what's this business? Because that looks like Dogolder to exactly. me. It does. It's yeah. like ruins, but it's not it's not Erebor ruins. You know, it's not no. giant dwarf statues. It's not no. Dale. It doesn't look like Dale. Plus, you've got the bats flying, which you know would think you would think it was Dal Guldur because the bat. You know, they would show the bats. You know, the bat army is now on the march. Right. I mean, the bats. The bats could be, you know, flying around the Lonely Mountain. You know, if we're looking forward to that. But, um, but I mean, I don't. I don't get it. I don't. I, this whole thing is not. I mean, they could have actually left this piece out completely, and I don't think it would have affected the banner at all. Um. Okay. Hang on a second. Uh. Timothy is wanting us to is wanting me to uh, let me see if I can expand this here. You know what? You think those are birds? Ravens. You think they're ravens? Do you really? Well, I know we do have bats in the other scene because I've definitely checked those and they're definitely bats. Wishful do, thinking. I mean, they're not bats. Those, well, I look at the proportions. The wings. Yeah, I think those are birds. The yeah. the length of their wings. Look look at this. That's not a bat. Yeah, silhouette. The bird. silhouette is a bird silhouette. You're yeah, right. that's not a bat. But we don't have ravens flying in like large flocks. Well, we like do. That, do we? we do have that tower, right? The Raven Hill. Raven Hill. Yeah, I mean, okay. Let me say for the record that um, you know a huge <laughs> flock of ravens <clears throat> is not going to make me happy. Okay, like that's <laughs> that's not enough. E- even if you can say that Roak is in there somewhere. No. No, no. Yeah, even if we even if we pick a, an individual bird out in the flock and say, "Aha, that's Roak." Or even, even if Balin goes, "Oh, and look, there's Roak at yeah. the head of the flock." Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. No, 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 no. Uh, I, I want Roak, and I want him not to be an extra. Thank you very much. No, no, no. No, he is the wisest counselor of the king. Dog on it, and uh, uh, and. I, but we also don't want a Mr. Tumnist either, right? Yeah, yeah, no, we don't. Well, okay, so that's interesting. Honestly, I think, well, I was just about to say something idea, ironic. By the way, thanks for pointing that out to us. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, of course, is also the possibility that this is just uh, artists adding in, like, hey, you know, it'd look really cool there, like a flock of birds. Like, Carrion right, birds. carrion birds, exactly. Which is in the book, oh, mind right? We have a fo- yeah. we have a, a you know a large flock of carrion birds following the uh, yes. the uh, army of the Elven King to the mountain. So, yes. um, you know that's seems, and ravens seems are, more likely than ravens. Well, but ravens are carrion birds too. So um, that's true. Fair enough. You know we could two have a yeah. kill two birds with one stone. Oh, I'm just <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but okay. Shall we move on to uh, well, Thranduil and Bullwinkle? No, no, I, well, I'm not ready for Bullwinkle yet. I'm still, I'm still okay. with Lego Centurial. So, okay. okay. Um, first of all, I totally agree with um, who was it? Kevin. Kevin Ophis, who says it's odd that both female characters on this poster are on the ground. I totally I agree. Oh, wow. I didn't even catch that. You're I, right. I love the I love the fact that they're they simultaneously are like, hey, let's put in strong female characters and all that, but then give it an opportunity to um to to promote once that once we move into mainstream promotion, we obviously have to put them in more feminine looking posture. We right. can't have them like weak, vulnerable. 
yep. covered in blood. Like they got to be sitting in the ground, dainty, looking kind of. Oh no, what's going on? I mean, Way both of go, them, Goadriel, exactly, Goadriel more than Toriel, but both of yeah. them are like, "Help me, rescue me!" Yeah. Oh no! Yes. Uh, yeah. No, now I'm starting to get my dander up here. No, it's really frustrating. Now, she at least has a has a weapon here still. That's something. Um, yes. And her know, face is smudged, so she's obviously been in battle. Right. That's, you know, so again, not as bad, I guess, as it could be. Um, but, um, yeah, it's... it's. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't see why we couldn't have had either both of them standing or have Legolas in that position and have her standing. That would have been yeah. cool. Yeah, how come Legolas isn't sitting there like that? Yeah. <laughs> And that particular posture, that like, you know, sort of kneeling, it's, it's, because it's, her feet aren't under her. So it's not like she's poised for action. You know, I was just going to say that that's not a position you'd be in if you were, if you were on alert. Right. Nope. Right. Um, I just woke up. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And her facial expression is really hard to read. Um, I mean, it's okay. I get Legolas at least, you know, has this like we are not amused expression on his face, right. right? You know, he at least looks sort of stern, but she's just like vapid. I, I, I yeah. So I don't think they knew what to do with her. I'll bet you. I mean, in terms of facial expression. Well, but again, I ask the question: What are they trying to convey? Okay, so this scene, more than any of the others, whether or not these are in the order we will get them in the film. Right. At least these are clearly evoking episodes in the story, right? Attack on Lake Town, Battle of Dol Guldur, you know, uh, drama inside the Lonely Mountain before the battle. Okay, fine. Like, we get... What the heck is this? I mean... Well, we do know from the teaser that they're in some kind of watch attitude. Remember the where they're sitting up among the rocks in the mountain, I guess? Or yeah. Or somewhere. You know, and they're on watch. I, I was kind of, When I saw this, I kind of assumed that was supposed to be part of that scene that we saw in the teaser i don't know yeah i mean i still don't get the teaser scene either but no i don't either i mean but so i mean perhaps it's just that it's trying to evoke a scene that we don't know anything about i don't want you to yell at me but i was going to say you know it's in their contract they have to have so many minutes of airtime on the movie so they had to put the scene in <laughs> right <laughs> right right you might yell at me again it's like oh that's that's movie thick no 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 it's <laughs> it's, it's fine <laughs> It's fine. No, I mean, that kind of... Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... um, Pure crit fic is really, like, the the speculation for purposes of explanation, right? Like, I see a thing going on, and so I'm going to assume that that's only happening because, you know, the screenwriters were attempting to do this thing. So, you know, it's... the, the, The problem is when you start saying things like since they probably wanted to depict a female character in this particular way, that's why this happens in the story. Or there's a thing I didn't say, which is because Tauriel and Legolas are like, you know, hot, you know, hot properties in terms of, Oh, Leggy, he's so cute. And Oh, Toriel, she's so hot. You know, that they put this in. I didn't, I didn't want to say that. It could have been worse. This image, this image could have been worse if they had accentuated her breasts and made her shirt more low cut. Oh and God, and honestly, like her posture, like the way that she's leaning forward, like it's set, it's it, it's all set for that, right? I mean, like, <laughs> let let me ask you this: if this were a Marvel character, come oh on, oh my gosh, you know? Well, I wonder. I'm 
I'm thinking, I wonder if the artist actually did, and then whoever the editor was says, no, 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 no. Yeah. So, I, again, I, 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 right. I, they didn't do that, right? You know, they, they, they didn't, uh, they could have done. I mean, again, this, like, the whole, the whole scene sort of screams out for that. And, and they're not doing that. I'm, 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 you know, I guess that's a silver lining in this sort of disastrous Torio image right. here. But, um, but again, okay. Gerald Michael says it seems like a non-scene specific reminder that they're in the movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> see, Gerald, that's why I find this scene so disappointing, is that I'm coming up dry on any other function of this other than that. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it's like we're just taking attendance now? Seriously? That's what's happening yeah. in this in this banner yeah. at this point? I mean, we can't evoke anything. Again, thinking of how uh, effectually, I think, this scene evokes, like, what's going on with Thorin and Bilbo. And, you know, there's a lot of drama. There's a lot of action in this scene, like psychological action in this scene. Between the two of their facial expressions, they seem to be looking in the same direction. You couldn't even guess like what they're looking like. What kind of situation is this? Um, are they going into battle? Have they just been in battle? Are they, are, are, are they, I don't even see what qualities in their character they're attempting to evoke. Um, so anyway, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's just odd. So, I mean, this, I, I find this completely ineffectual in that, like trying and trying, I literally cannot guess what they're going for here. I cannot guess. I mean, it just doesn't convey anything that I can see other than unflattering things about, you know, Torio in this like stunned and submissive position. Well, well, uh, from a cynical standpoint, it conveys perhaps one of the most important marketing messages, which is, hey, Orlando Bloom and um, um, Evangeline uh, Lilly yeah. in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, and it's one of those things where I have a feeling, and I don't mean this to be a, a criticism of my friends at TheOneRing.net, but I'm pretty sure if, if there's a thread or some discussion about this over at TheOneRing.net, I'm pretty sure there's probably like a paragraph or two describing this scene talking about like, you know, oh, isn't this a cool shot of of um, of Orlando Bloom and um, you know and like you know look at the expressions in the face. You know, I mean, I I have a feeling like super film fans who are really excited to see these actors again and stuff can look at this and then find something, you know, dig into it and find something. So we're obviously not the target audience for this. <laughs> yeah, I suppose not. But it's Sorry, dis- but but um, but you know. That is not an excuse. You can do both. Like, you can show Orlando Bloom and Toriel. You can even show them looking sexier than they are here and still convey something for the story. Um, for crying out loud. Um, that, like, if you're doing an image which really, like which really is just, you know, uh, these highly attractive people are also in this film, like, that is like the definition of phoning it in. Like this is not phoning it in. This is well constructed. This, this is and okay. But anyway, okay. Going back to the, there are some details we can get here. Um, Alden was pointing out that uh, we do have apparently orc blood on his knife here. Also, isn't it interesting? He's not using orcrist. He, you know, he doesn't have orcrist in his hand, which is interesting because he was at the end of the second film. Um, True. So this seems he's uh, you know right. one uh, Tim Fisher's uh, theory was that they're looking at you know Lake Town burning. Um, uh, her face would fit that. I mean, 
that gives me at least some kind of frame of reference for her face. Um, uh, you know, th- th- that isn't just like drugged, but rather like I am looking at a shocking scene of destruction would kind of fit that facial expression. But um, as would the smudges, though it looks a little bit more like blood than ash or dirt. Uh, but anyway, um, b- but it doesn't fit with Legolas and it doesn't fit with the orc blood. So, I, I, you know, it, it, it doesn't help me make a unified you know, reading of this scene. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yana thinks Kiwi just died. Um, golly. Nah, I doubt it. I doubt it. Okay. Um, That's an interesting theory, though. It is an interesting theory. Nah. Nah, I don't believe it. Uh, it's got to end up being like a really dramatic battlefield scene. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. going to be saved for on the battlefield. Sure. Yeah, I know. I think so. It's not going to be her uh, squatting on rocks. Um, okay. <laughs> the battle scene. Here, let me move this far enough over so Toriel's off the picture. Okay. Um, that way I can try to stop being annoyed. Oh, thank you. Try to ignore it. Yeah, exactly. Now, do you think this is really... I, I, I do not believe this is actually going to happen. No. A, a face-off between the dwarves and the No, this like isn't... This is... Of all it's the things I've scenes. seen on here so far, this is by far the most obvious Photoshop job. Right. Yeah. yeah, well, and it's... it's, And I would say, giving them the benefit of the doubt, I think they're not even going for that here. I, I think there's no... there's there, there, I don't think there's an attempt... Like... You know, for instance, back in the Smaug scene, there is an attempt to make this look as if it could happen, right? You know, like it's it's. I mean, again, it's 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 unrealistic in many ways, as we said, but nevertheless, it is photoshopped in such a way so that somebody who knew nothing about any of it could look at this and be like, "Wow, look at him standing in the middle of the fire facing the dragon!" Right? It's it's like. Whereas this, the fact that they didn't even try to get like the light tones similar. Right, the yeah. way that they have this kind of misty appearance of the of the yeah. of the, you know them compared to the, I mean, I don't even think there's any reason to believe they're attempting to make this look like wow those two armies are really just about to collide with each other, right? I mean, it's it's I don't think it is at all. Therefore, it seems rather just to evoke the converging of armies, right? We see, mm-hmm. you know, one army in the foreground over here. We see one army which is faded with distance, though we can though we're zoomed in close enough to make them out, and even their like obviously dwarf shaped shaped helmets and apparent beards um you know on their on their you know war goats. Um <clears throat> battle goats. That's even better actually. Battle goats works better than war goats as a name. Um uh my main question, I guess, with this, uh, the, to me the most compelling question in this picture, is why doesn't Thranduil have more moose cavalry? I mean, like, wouldn't you want a That's whole wing wonder. of moose cavalry? I know. Why would it be like, I'm the only one that gets to ride a moose? Everybody else has to walk. I maybe, don't get that. Maybe this question will be answered in the Desolation of Smaug when we witness the dwarves butchering a herd. Right, exactly. They're not just going to shoot a single white deer. They're going to slaughter an entire herd of moose cavalry mounts. Yeah, no, that's very. It's, it's a very attractive idea, really. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. 
Well, um, another question to be asked is, what the heck is Thranduil looking at? He's not talking to his troops. He's looking back over the heads of his troops. With something of a facial expression... He's looking at Tariel and say, why on earth is Tariel sitting there like that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's kind of appalled uh, at the sight of Toriel uh, squatting submissively on the ground. But, um, but yeah, I mean, if anything, his facial expression says, like, keep looking forward, guys, because you definitely don't want to see what I'm seeing over, you know, over here. I, I mean, it's just... I mean, okay, you need to have him turn so that his face is towards the camera. You know, you know, you don't want to see the back of his head um, in this image. I get that. Um, but Put it on a profile, except then he wouldn't get the eyebrows. Yeah, but it's a strange... Yeah, well, exactly. You need both eyebrows. I mean, you want to get the full 100% eyebrow effect, you know, from, from Lee Pace there. That's pretty clear. But, um, yeah, uh, I don't... Um, There's just not much here. You know, I mean, this is disappointing. Not quite as disappointing as the last one. I mean, at least it does kind of convey, again, the convergence of the armies and and also shows them the, uh, you know, although this is, the, although, again, I don't think there's any attempt at, at, at making this be, making this look like a live action scene. It nevertheless does convey the general sense of these two armies squared off against each other and, you know, hurtling towards each other in collision. Well, okay. The elves aren't hurtling anywhere, but the, but the dwarves are. Um, so it, it, you know, I I think it does convey the, the, the tension between the elves and the dwarves and, and all Mm -hmm. that. Um, but that's kind of all it accomplishes, really. Um, yeah. There's just not much else there. The background is a little disappointing. I mean, I like the fact that we have the snowy mountains right under, you know, sort of framing the title. That, that you know, having the mountains and the ruins of Dale there as a backdrop works. If you just think of this, you know, as like the title picture. Um but what's going on here with this? And again, we have the continued insistence, as we saw in the trailer, that the battle obviously takes place in the ruins of Dale, right? We've got the Dale ruin over here. Um, but um, even though, you know, obviously the field yeah. is nothing like that. But I don't know. It's, um, it's, uh, this is okay. It's not, it's not actively bad like the last one was, but it's weak. Very weak. This looks like like the setup for the for the, <coughs> excuse me for the next poster. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it kind of is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. This one. This one. I think. Yeah, it is reasonably communicating. Um, man. Uh, you know the other thing about Thranduil, boy, he looks super photoshopped too. Mm-hmm. It looks. His really face bad. looks like rubber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the more clo- yeah. the more closely I look at his face, <laughs> it looks terrible. Yeah, it, it, I, this I think is another this is another promotional image. This is another like you know look, um, you know there's gonna be a giant battle scene in this. Remember how much you enjoyed those battle scenes in the Lord of the Rings films? We've got another one here. Right. Uh, and look at these awesome things we have. We've got elves wearing armor. And we have dwarves riding these big, huge, cool CGI rams. Yes. More, I don't think there's a lot of there's not a lot of story in that. Um, yeah. That, no, that. it's just it's weak. It's weak. So okay, so we were two for three. We're now two for five. You know, we're yep. we're in a rut here. 
So let's go to our now penultimate image. By the way, did you have you noticed the in the penultimate this hand with the dagger? I right? love this. This guy is As like yeah. This is like my best supporting actor nominee right here. This guy, yeah, yeah. Um, I assume that's an orc blade. I assume so too. Although I don't know why orcs would be wearing gloves, but okay. Yeah, you know, it's it's just he's a dwarf, an orc with delicate skin. But uh, <laughs> um, I, anyway, it leads to potential for lots of you know commercials for orc cosmetic products but anyway um i do i really like the way that uh but i I seriously do like this 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 orc hand and the way that it breaks out of the frame and cuts across even even the way in which it's like you know this this orc blade sort of comes out and 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 does sort of come between the two armies there i like that that's cool that was that was well done um Though the rest of this boundary is really awkward, I mean, it's it's it doesn't have the supposed to be Erebor, right? Is that right? Well, like the way that these images fade together has been a kind of a characteristic, right? How you have like the glow of the flames reflecting off the the stone that Gandalf's leaning against, and and right the the way that the stone wall sort of transitions from Dol Guldur light to Erebor light, right? Um, You know those kinds of the, the 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 boundaries, you know, not having really rigid. Um, you know, comic strip like boundaries between the images has been a signature of these banners from the beginning. Um, that one is really clumsy. Yeah. And like down here. Um, but anyway, I like the knife. That's cool. Um, you know, the orc blade, <laughs> the orc blade is good. Um, okay. Um, tactically, the dwarves are in trouble here. Um, are those elves behind them or orcs? Behind orcs. Them? Those are clearly orcs behind yeah. them. So, so they're uh, yeah. surrounded with Photoshop um, Azog standing over them. Yes. Yeah, looking like I don't even know what's up with Azog there. It's a strange image to put because Azog is a warlord, right? That that kind of. I mean, he looks like um. You've got another contemplative, pensive character. Yes. He... This is Azog reconsidering his entire life. <laughs> exactly. Right. What yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what have I done with my life? What good has it really been? <laughs> you know, now that I have finally Bull reached this moment, me. have I accomplished anything? Right. Exactly. I've neglected the the parenting of my son. I've really... <laughs> I, I, yeah. No, I mean... The posture, his relationship to the battle, he looks less like, you know, the ultimate warlord that he's been depicted as and more like, you know, a Bond villain standing back and surveying, <laughs> you know, the it's it's really weird. Um, you know, that kind of like aloof. Uh, yeah, I don't really know about. Th- and also, can I say it looks kind of bad that it, it sort of looks like Feely is leading a contingent of goblins into the back of Thorin yeah. and Kiwi here, or, or Thorin and Feely. Yeah, yeah. Ki- Plus, ki- they're not looking at their uh, they're not looking at their enemies. They're looking into the camera almost. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> you can almost hear like a voice in the background. And now look at the camera, fellas. Okay, very good, very good. Um, yeah. Yeah, neither of them is look, looking where they're striking. Um, which, again, that's just awkward photoshopping, right? I mean, it's obviously they photoshopped these 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 orcs in front of them, and clearly, if 
Feely ever does this in the film, he's clearly setting up to attack somebody who is at his eye level or even slightly higher than his eye level. And they've somewhat incompetently um, pasted in orcs coming upstairs towards them instead, you know, making the posture... Certainly the posture of Fiwi, less so the posture of Thorin, inappropriate. Thorin at least has his arm reaching down, so it looks like he could theoretically be damaging these orcs down here. Um, But still, it's not... um... No, no, it's just weird camera angle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Orcs are actually level with them, but... Oh, right, yeah. Um, Okay. Thorin uh, Thorin has an interesting gash on his face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was from from Feely's previous swing. Right. (laughs) Sorry, Uncle. Right. And uh, unfortunately, he just doesn't even see Kiwi coming up to decapitate him from behind. Uh, It's, you know. It does look like he's looking at Feely. Yeah, Keely's getting ready ready to remove both of his main rivals for the The throne. Exactly right. Right. This is how it would work if this were Game of Thrones, right? This is the moment where (laughs) Kiwi strikes. (laughs) Finally, my path to the throne is clear. (laughs) And the orcs will be blamed. And the orcs will be blamed, right? See, these orcs are charging up behind me. No one will ever know. Uh, Yes. <laughs> yes, I mean, and his facial expression is perfect for that, right? You know, he's all like, yep. he, he, you know, he, he's all like, and now is the time to strike. <laughs> My evil plan has reached its fruition. They never suspect. <laughs> and okay, and can I ask? Um, it seems that whatever led Thorin between this moment and, and pre- this moment to take off his armor was probably a bad call on his yes. part. Um, Plus, doesn't it look like Feely's actually wearing knitwear um, rather than mail? Or is it just uh, because... Well, that looks like to... ring mail, kind you of. Think? Yeah, All right. I mean, there's yeah, just... it looks like some. It looks like a little shawl of it, knitwear. It does. It, uh, <laughs> you know, you but know. I can stretch. I can stretch. Yeah. I can yeah. stretch. He doesn't have the cool plates going down the mm-hmm. arm like... Kiwi does. That's but, right. You know. He's wearing leather too. Both Feely and Thorin are wearing leather instead of now, plate looks mail. Like, looks like Thorin's got plate mail underneath his jacket. Well, he's, he's got some chain mail down there, but not plate. Yeah. I got nothing like oh, this. Not yeah, you know, mail. nothing yeah. like that. I mean, we got the you know yeah. the, the the gauntlets and the, the yeah, yeah. I mean, he's good. He's got the you know, give me the full legs the and everything. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 fine uh, there, which leads me to suspect that again the this is how. This is more like how Thorin is dressed in the Smaug sequence at the end of the second film. Right. Um, right. So, it, again, assuming this image is taken from uh, uh, from the, the film at all, which I'm not necessarily assuming, but assuming it is uh, taken from that. Um, um, I wonder if they'll have an orc encounter before the elves and men show up. Maybe. Maybe it's connected with that a uh, mm. ridiculous wagon ride down the mountain. I don't know. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Um, yeah. yeah. That's with the, uh, that's right. Because I was going to say uh, that's with the guys have already gotten back, I think, but Keeley's in the scene as well. So yeah. Brent is uh, wondering if that's Orchrist in his hand and we can't tell. It looks like it might it be. I, oh, you think? Well, I, I, don't, I didn't, didn't. You can't like tell. It looks, <clears throat> looks single bladed. It does look single bladed. I don't see the hook. The yeah, the, the 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 pommel hook is a little bit longer, I think, in Orchrist, mm-hmm. but it is hard to say. I I don't remember what the pommel 
of Orcarus looked like. That would be the most <clears throat> the most uh, sort of indicative thing there. But right, I'm pulling up an image. Um, yes, yeah, see if you can find somebody. Get us the pommel of Orcarus, please. We need to. We need to. <laughs> we need to see. No, no, I yeah. don't think that's it. You don't think it's it? No, because no, the the Orcarus pommel is a little little more little smoother. It looks like the the hilt looks either wood or gold. It might even be wood. Yeah, that's definitely. That is definitely not Orchrist. Okay. Okay. Well, um... Here, I'll, I'll paste it in the... Um, okay. Uh, the show notes. Oh, my God, that's a hideous link. And maybe... Really long, super long. Chat. Oh, wow. Uh, I pasted it down below the murals. There you go. Okay. Let's oh, see. the show notes. Yeah, good idea. Super long. Uh, right. Okay. Um, okay. So there's Orchrist. Right. It looks mm-hmm. like um, I, I, I think Yana's right. Yana was saying that the uh, the the hilt of Orchrist looks like um, it's made out of uh, bone or antler, which seems yeah. right. Um. Yeah. The uh, the sword that Thorin's holding in the banner looks more like the the it's the same kind of sort of design as the swords that the other two dwarves are holding. It doesn't have sort of the smooth elfish design. El- yeah. Elven elven design. Because yeah. that's the more appropriate uh, adjective there. Yeah. Elvish yeah, works actually angular, with a it? with a with a V. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's all pointy there, right around the edges. It's all. Yeah, it's not smooth and metallic. Yeah, like the, like the blade doesn't have that smooth curve. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the, the the blade looks rougher. It would be shinier. Yep. Okay. Poor Thorin. God, is he ever going to get that sword back? I, I guess he was on his dead breast. breast. Dead. Yeah. All right now he gets it. Like, he'll, he'll get it back Legolas posthumously. Give, yeah, Legolas will give it to him during the eulogy. Okay, so let's see. The only thing I can find to say about this scene is that it, again, when I ask, like, what does it convey? What does it evoke? It evokes, you know, the Erebor people heavily beleaguered, right? You know, you've got them being attacked in front and behind and, you know, them standing there boldly, a little battered in Thorin's case, um, you know, trying to hold up, well, the Kiwi's not trying too hard to hold off the ones coming up from behind, but um, but anyway, you know, it does give that sense. The one thing, I mean, I can't help but recall the moment in the book in the Battle of Five Armies when um, the the goblins start coming over the mountain from, the, you know, they've yeah. scaled the mountain from behind, and that's the moment when, when the whole thing looks uh, hopeless, right? When the, when the goblins yeah. come at them from behind. Um, so them being surrounded and not just surrounded but having um you know those goblins coming up on them from uh you know from above and behind through through the crags there reminds me of that um but um apart from that general thing again i feel like i can't help but feel that this this is just not trying very hard this scene um it it conveys that one thing simply but clumsily i mean the 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 photoshopping here this is just bad photoshopping like the the difference in lighting between the orcs down here and thorn and kiwi up here 
Um, yep. They don't look like they're in the same state. I mean, it's it's it's. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's not well executed. And what looks like like an old eighties fantasy or sci-fi film style uh, movie poster. Yeah. Yeah. Where they just kind of paste in uh, silhouettes or images of each of the main characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, 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 you don't have to say I'm disappointed. I mean, I, I, I'm very disappointed in the level of competence in this banner. You know, I mean, it's, the other banners just weren't, they weren't bad. I mean, they weren't artistically bad in the same way. I mean, maybe, yeah. you know, maybe they were, and my taste is so poor that I didn't notice it, and I'm only noticing it now with this, but... You've evolved, yes. Uh, I don't think so. I think they've devolved. But, but frankly, it was the same thing was true of the trailer. Um, compared to, yeah. like, the, some of the Desolation of Smaug trailers, the trailer, they, the trailer sucked as a trailer, um, you know, like uh, thinking as you know, we thought before about the sort of the composition of the trailer and how they're putting things together and the way that it worked. I mean, I loved, especially the first uh, major desolate, not the teaser trailer, but the first main desolation of Smaug trailer. I loved last year. It was great. Um, I especially loved the part where Azog jumped up on the parapet. That was my favorite part, and I was glad it was in every <laughs> single trailer and not in the movie. But, um, uh, <laughs> but, but. but uh, but th- that that last trailer, I mean, I talked about this when we were, uh, you know, looking at it um, before, um, you know, before the before the riddles ended, and it just it didn't have it. It just it, it wasn't nearly as good. It wasn't actively bad, but it wasn't nearly as good. And um, but this is actively bad. I mean, it's actively bad with a couple exceptions. Um, <sighs> I paid absolutely no attention to the to the Lord of the Rings uh, marketing. Did, yeah, was Return of the King marketing less than the? Yeah, other does two anyone remember or... that? I, I too, I agree. I was in the same place. I didn't. I, I, I certainly wasn't paying anything like I this kind of scrutiny that. to it. Um, I just wonder. I just wonder if it's common or because they do it, phoning it in, and also it's like the 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 enthusiasm has waned or something. Yeah, I mean, they're just uh, yeah. Yeah, th- this is. Uh, I mean, I was uh, I was trying to reserve judgment in the front half of the uh, uh, of the banner, but now that we're almost at the end, like I'm ready to like dismiss this thing as a hack job, mostly. And you know, it's it's also hard because like in the in the actor interviews, I mean, you know, the actors are obviously trying to think back three years, you know, and six projects ago to try to gin it up for this movie. I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's hard. I mean, it's hard for them, I know, but you'd think they'd put a little bit more thought into the... Well, exactly. I mean, Crimea River is your full-time job, okay? Like, uh, you know, we, we we can do it well enough, you know, and we're not getting paid for this. So, you know, come on, people. <laughs> We've Immerse yourself. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um I don't know. Well, anyway, let's let's look at image seven here. We're now two for six in acceptable images, Jeez. and and now this is the last one, right? This is the last one. Yeah, this is the end. Okay, so clearly the caption here is Bilbo is thinking, <clears throat> "Ow, I've just stepped on lava and my foot <laughs> is on fire." Obviously, Gandalf's going. Gandalf's going. Dang, there's a nick in Glamdring. Right. No, actually, I think he's saying like. 
Is that like burning hobbit foot hair I smell? I, I, <laughs> I mean, what's up with that? Oh, it looks like a flame is actually, actually licking around his foot. I guess the other, yeah. the, the other caption yeah. you could put on this is like, okay, the floor is lava. Don't step on it. Um, yeah, yeah. They're playing yeah. The, the floor is lava game. <laughs> exactly. Um, Which actually is interesting. I wonder how fire is going to come into play in the battle. I mean, I could see, I guess, like catapulting, you know, molten stuff or maybe or something. <laughs> I, I just, it's kind of odd. Yes. What is the source models. of the flame? And you it know, looks Corey, like a chasm. You know, and... Yeah. You know, Corey, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what the source of the fire is. Some, some really bad Photoshop filter. Yeah. When you start looking at it more closely, like, it's pretty obvious somebody just took, like, a paintbrush or something and just kind of smeared this fire-looking stuff all over. Because there's, there's fire everywhere in absurd places. The the orc down in the bottom right-hand corner is yeah. on fire. Yeah. The yeah. stone is on fire. The, uh, yeah. that's, the stone building in the background also on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's not not a hint of flammable material. Yeah, there's, flame, like, there's flame coming out from between the rocks. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, the bats are like the most flammable thing in that entire picture. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, there's nothing. And it appears some of them are on fire. <laughs> there's fire in the yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a good. That's that's a way to upgrade the bats, right? And now bats actually, that are on we, fire. You but go now back to, to do the... justice, we do have continuity. Notice that the, right behind Keeley's head, we have fire. Yeah. So right. they yes. did. There's also fire in the sky, and well, this this, like a, this 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 to me looks more like a this is like a scene out of Jim Butcher's Codex Alera, where you have people <laughs> just shooting fire. Everywhere. Shooting fire, exactly right. Actually, I think that these flames licking up. This is supposed to be like the demonic halo around Keeley as he's about to murder Thorin and Keeley. <laughs> I think this that's that's. That's what that is, you know. This is like the hell flames of his desire for power, which are which are leaping up around him. That's clearly, clearly. Um, that look on Gandalf's face, though, really, honestly, he's like, "Oh, I can see myself in my sword." Yeah, or like, I mean, like, what's the most you can do with that? Like, annoyed? Like, what were they going for there again? Like, here, let's get okay. Gandalf holding a sword. We don't really care what he's doing as long as he has a sword. Um, he yeah. can be looking kind of befuddled, and that's fine as long as he's wielding a sword. Um, that's true. It it does make me wonder if this was like they took like a screen cap from the film where he was standing there holding his staff, right? Put the sword in. He looks like diffident, if anything. I mean, I, I could also see like a thought bubble above him. Be like, should I charge? Nah, nah, I'm fine. Like, he I, may also be. He, may, he and Azog may also. He may be in the same space as Azog. You know, what am I doing? With that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you should have identical thought I'll bubbles go, above them. Like, I'll just go find those blue wizards and right. go with them. How did I know? get here? What am I doing? <laughs> I, maybe. Yeah. Maybe he's still recovering from um, the beating he took by Sauron, and he's. Yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe very, what am what is this thing? What am I holding? Yeah, Gerald Michael, yeah, of course, is pointing yeah. out how Goemdring and Sting are are conspicuously not glowing blue. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and Bilbo is again left-handed. By the way, Kim Wehrmeister actually uh, said this is a fact. Apparently, that Martin Freeman actually is left-handed, and he had to adjust to being right-handed because Ian Holm is right-handed. Uh which is interesting, but I think it's interesting that they're showing. Now he's left-handed again. Yeah. Well, I just figure it's a. I just figure it's a reverse, you know, image. Yes, 
No, that is true. Things like you know, things like that are like clear signs of hackery going on here. Right. Really. But you know, like um, let's see, we need Bilbo facing this direction. Let's use this image. But but that means he'll be holding his sword in a different hand. Oh, that doesn't matter. Who cares? Yeah, nobody will notice that. Um. They, I think my favorite part of this whole scene is the bats, just because they are a part of the book. Yes. You know, I'm hoping we see them in the battle. Yes, but okay, hang on. That's Dolgoldur they're flying out of? It's not oh. Ravenhill. Yeah, it's not Ravenhill? Oh, It's not Ravenhill. Because there are no, ra- I mean, the, those like raven, you know, corbels, or maybe they were raven... Uh, gutter spouts or something. I'm not quite sure what they were, but anyway, those those you know those protruding raven heads uh, on the corner of the right. tower of Ravenhill right. and the trailer were pretty distinctive. Um, By the way, if you look really closely at this in the background, it looks like they copy and pasted the birds from the previous part of the banner for the background. <laughs> oh the yeah, there, you know what? There's birds in there too. You're right. So they just superimposed I, bats on top of the bird cloud. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know that there's like birds in the scene, but it just looked like they did. They just said, oh, "Okay, well, we, we look, already had that other one. We'll just copy." Oh, and clearly, paste. look, yeah, the the proportions. Yeah, Some of the silhouettes yeah, are clearly of birds. Yep, in the very back, especially closest to the building. Maybe this is like a dist, really, really distant view of the aerial battle between the eagles and the bats, the giant bats. Uh, oh, that would be cool. I more. Or maybe cool. this is like just more of like, yeah, maybe they just had like I a little, just, like a, like a... I think it's just sloppy artwork. Yeah, they just had like a little um, thing that they could, you know, paint uh, texture that they could drag, and it would just paint on little birds and bats. I mean, because yeah. it would well, no, before. Because, I mean, like, seriously, would there be a Photoshop tool which draws huge clouds of bats? I mean, there can't be that much call for that, right? Whereas flocks of birds, there is call for. So yes. so you have – so they use the bird tool and then they made these individual images of bats and put them up front. But, yeah, looking at this closely, even the – I mean, almost all of them, very few of them look like they have – I mean, th- those are clearly bird profiles yeah. right there. Now, do you think – here's a question – is this supposed to look like a flock of birds battling giant bats, or are we supposed to look at this squinty-eyed and be like, "Oh, look at the giant, you know, um, uh, flock of bats"? I think we're supposed to think the bats. Oh, and, the latter, clearly. Given that you, yeah, yeah and the, <laughs> given that you're pointing out that it's probably Dal Guldur, this is probably there's probably a scene where the bats spew forth from Dal Guldur to go to the battle. In which case, this entire last scene is not only comical for the various reasons we've been pointing out, but utterly incoherent in the in a yes. way that none of the other images have been incoherent. Um, the others others have been boring or uh, badly put together. Um, if this is Dol Guldur. Why do we? Why is Bilbo there? If this is the Battle of Five right. Armies, why do we have Dol Guldur in the background? Um, and what volcano is erupting anyway that is making fire fall from the sky and lava <laughs> spew out around? Or maybe them? the for maybe it's the forges from Erebor that have like broken. <laughs> they forgot to shut off the the, the forges. <laughs> They've still just been pouring molten metal out this whole time, and then they turn around and it's like the bathroom is flooded, and now it's you know, it's spilling out down into the whole valley and. 
and and the, and uh, and Thorin's like Kiwi, you know, darn it! I told you to shut off the faucet on the forge. And then Kiwi's like, "That's the last time I take orders from you, old man. Like I'm coming for my revenge." That's right. And that's why go. we get this scene I'm here. The youngest, so, you always make me do the bad jobs. It all makes sense. It all makes sense. In fact. Um, and then Bilbo, of course, is like, well, I have calluses on the bottoms of my feet, so I can walk on hot rockets, not a problem. Exactly, yeah, yeah. No. Um, what What are these things, like, in the background behind Bilbo's foot? This? Yeah. That's a good question. Are it looks like a orbs? Dalek, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny, actually, if somebody actually put a Dalek into here, yeah. cleverly disguised. Thank you. I would just like isn't to. Isn't it cool uh, that Corey knows what a Dalek is? I would just I like just to thank everybody out. for being there with me when I made my first ever Doctor Who reference. Uh, yes, that was, he's, that a was, uh, he's a Nubian Whovian. I am. I just I've this. started watching Doctor Who in the last couple months. I'm in season two now. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm. Um, uh, thank you. That was that was that was my first ever spontaneous Doctor yes. Who reference. And you were there. And you yeah. were there. For That's me. right. You guys were all here Spirit to hear it happen. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like they just sort of took like they, the 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 stuff behind Bilbo's legs just looks like a pile of like a mix a mishmash of like rocks, rock textures, yep. things that look kind of like the tops of weapons and yeah. Like what a dwarf, um, what is it? A dwarf wrecking yard would look like. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't yeah. look like a junkyard behind them. It, it looks like a junkyard. It's a giant junkyard that is inexplicably on fire. <laughs> <laughs> It's an inexplicable junkyard, inexplicably on fire. It has absolutely nothing to do with the movie whatsoever. No, and yeah, you're. I mean, this this Dalek looking thing in the front. I mean, it actually looks like a trash can. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what is that even supposed to be? You know, if we have anybody out there who's good at Photoshop. They're going to take everything that you've said and actually do all this to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crack me up. But you know what? Yeah. It's only going to be an improvement. See, here I thought I was kind of planning to. Um, I was. I was. I, w- I was kind of planning to. You know, suggest like real improvements. Like the corpse of Radagast was a good suggestion for how we right. could make this cooler and 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 more funny. But like we've we've just devolved into complete satire because there's there's. This is beyond that kind of redemption. I mean, what, else are you, what else can you do? I yeah. would really like to know. I'm sure there must be an extension to this artwork that they didn't include, but something behind Gandalf, right there, you know, on his over his left shoulder, yeah, up by where That's the true. mountains it, are. It does seem weirdly cut off. Yeah. yeah, it does. And what is this in the bottom? It looks like he has like a. It's maybe in like an arrow quiver, but the bottom is all frayed. Oh, that's his scarf. That's his scarf. Oh, it's his scarf, of course. Okay, because Gandalf, part, needless to say, is still wearing. He wears a yeah. scarf into battle, because there's no the, more practical piece of clothing grab. to wear yeah. than something that wraps around your neck that's easy to grab by your opponent. So, like that's. Of course, uh, you already have the beard and the hair. So right, exactly. Yeah, the yeah. The Roman military would not have approved, but. I guess maybe that's another maybe another weapon. I don't know. That's really odd. I it's yeah. So they've cut it off. There's probably some other image behind. Well, his it may special. just be a rock outcropping or something. Oh, okay. but it's weird that's to true. include it. Like, why would you not Photoshop yeah. that out? You know. I, I know. I, <sighs> so what are we at? Two for seven. Two for oh, yeah. seven. And frankly, it's like. 
sad. That's sad. One and a half. I mean, really like the first one, I kind of like. I, I can talk myself into, though, with lots of provisos, right? I mean, you remember my final assessment of that was like, despite the fact that it's unrealistic and comical in these various list, long list of ways, they're still doing something interesting. It evokes there. the right thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I gave them that first one, even though, again, like it's, it's kind of silly in some ways. This is the only one I genuinely like. I mean, the only image yeah. that I that I would call good, both from a technical standpoint, in this, you know, the fa- the fact that it did yeah. not induce me to make fun of it in any way, um, right. and also the fact that it it does really evoke some really cool and complicated things. Um, after yeah. that, it doesn't just go downhill; it drops it off a cliff. Down. I mean. <laughs> This is just like trash. The most of the rest of it, and all that it accomplishes. The only, the only plus sides were like vague sense of them beleaguered and surrounded by the goblins here. Vague sense of army of dwarves and army of elves squaring off against each other here. That's it. That's literally the only positives the that knife. we get out of this. And the cool knife. And the cool, the cool knife. And the cool knife. Yeah. No. Though again, the photoshopping um, juxtaposition Sadly. is really harsh. Isn't it sad that that's the one thing we have to say that's nice? Right, exactly, yeah. Yeah. And this final image is just utter chaos. I mean, this is a complete mess. It conveys nothing. My goodness. (laughs) Well, yeah, I almost get the sense of there being like a checklist. Okay, uh, Legolas, check. Tariel, check. Oh, Gandalf, we need another one of Gandalf. Okay, Gandalf, check. I mean, maybe, but I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's, I mean, yeah. Keely got to have Keely and Feely in there, you know. Uh, It makes sense, but yeah, uh, I agree. Sharon says the word for this poster is disappointing. That would be the mildest word that I'd use to describe it. I'm certainly disappointed. There's no question. I I think I would call myself, I'm somewhere in the range between disappointed and appalled. I'm not quite appalled. I'd have I'd have gone all the way to appalled if we had gotten like the Toriel cleavage thing. Like then I'd have been uh, appalled. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's uh, that would be offensive. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, I'm not offended. I'm just disappointed. But I'm a little bit more than merely disappointed. I, I'm, it also I'm, uh, makes me worried about this movie. You know, I just I'm just worried this is just going to fizzle. This yeah. movie. I I, just... uh, that is true. There is part of me. I do have a latent worry that this final scene here, uh, where, where they just crammed in a bunch of junk into with Bilbo and Gandalf. I really hope that's how the film turns out. Oh, gosh. Right, right. Yeah. Just like a mess. Just like a, they just cram, you know, there's just too much going on that they want to put in there and they just cram it all in. And there's no rhyme or reason. Well, the main I mean, re- only hope I have is that Jackson edits right up to premiere time. So right. the people making these banners could, you know, there's so much information they don't have from Jackson because he's still in the middle of doing it, right? Right. The one, um, uh, the one thing that I, um, that I would t- sort of take from this that here, here's my one piece of hope, uh, Dave, that like the, uh, fiery lava scene over here is not an indication of how chaotic, how conceptually chaotic the actual film is going to be. Mm-hmm. When you back up and look at the whole thing like this, there does seem to be a fair bit of pressure. The, the, the symmetry between the flame over here and the flame over here, uh, is yeah. pretty obvious, right? And if yeah. if they didn't have random fire, if they had depicted this scene like realistically, which would have just been rocks, um, it would have been right. a very similar color tone to this, and it would have made the whole right hand side of the banner look really monochrome, um, yeah. other than like the gold around the title, and then more muted gold around them. This whole side would have been just shades of gray. 
Um, so it does kind of look like, yeah, we need a little more color over there. Um, oh yeah, the fire, that's a good symmetry. So we'll do, we'll do, yeah, let's, let's, yeah. let's set everything on that, fire. Again, that, you know, again, the impression that, that they're going for artistic um, composition versus any kind of story related. Yes. Stuff. That's, that's kind of my, my feeling as well, is that they were just, they felt like, you know, hey, we had fire over there. Maybe it'd be cool to throw some fire here. There's a lot of fire the, the the end theme song of the previous movie was about fire. Yep. So, um, yeah. Yeah, Tim, Tim Fisher says, note how off-center the title is. I was thinking the same thing. That's why I think that center bit there is going to be like a new poster. You know, they're just going to crop it, and that's going to be the new poster. Well, this you mean? Yeah, the Hobbit yeah. coming soon, bit, yeah. you know? Yeah. They yeah. just It's like they saved, you know, they saved effort i was i was actually i was i was i was i was waiting for for uh for uh brianna to weigh in on the artistic composition question i i I didn't want to call on you brie because uh you know i want to put you on the spot but of course i know that that brie is an artist and i am not um and her assessment is that there's a there's no artist composition going on here only a hot mess uh that that was my take too, but I'm an amateur, Bree. I know, I know nothing about this, so uh, um, yeah, yeah. Ah, okay, good. No artistic composition going on here. Only a hot mess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was I I was trying to be I I am like Corey. I mean, I was trying to be I'm trying to be generous. Know, yeah, benevolent. Yeah. Yeah, but um, but no, that was awful. Um, that was really quite bad. <laughs> Now I have a little fun thing if you want to. It's it's the uh, murals that's in the show notes. Mm. It's it's a little um, it's a little scary actually to think about this because it's a company that um, sells murals you can put on your wall, like in your house. And the the uh, images. <laughs> imagine imagine that in your living room. Wow! In your there bedroom. You <laughs> this actually looks like a really freaky hotel room. That last one. Yeah, it does. There you go. I mean, that it's got the, the, the furniture totally screams hotel. Um, yeah. So this 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 would be like a you know a two and a half star hotel in Wellington, basically. Sort of what this <laughs> suggests to me. Can you imagine? Now, if they had, they could do the along uh, unexpected party, and you could put it in your kitchen. Boy, just I don't, you know. I, I guess. Oh my gosh! There you go. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I would guess love there that. are. I, I guess there are maniac film fans out there who really would like to like live the next five to ten years uh, of life looking at Ian McKellen Can you imagine? or Martin Freeman on their I, wallpaper every day. But come, oh my! Not God, just looking crazy. at them. I mean, like in this scale, like I know. looking at Ian McKellen's facial pores. You know, yeah. for like. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, uh, but yeah, I'm guessing they must, they must be popular. I just, I, it's, I could see myself, you know, I would, I could see myself putting up some, some wonderful Ted Naismith, uh, wallpaper oh, yeah. or something. Yeah. Maybe, maybe even then, maybe not as a full scale, like just eating up the entire wall, but, um, but like, as a, but like accent, that, but, you know, but these movie somewhere. stills are just like, yeah. oh my God, it's just. I, I think actually, no, no, I I can't even. Uh, hmm. <laughs> yeah, no. It's tacky, tacky. It looks really so tacky. It is. It is. It is pretty tacky. Um, 
uh, 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 Bree says, imagine the wallpaper being a close-up of Thranduil's eyebrows. <laughs> that would be something to have, like, Lee Pace's eyebrows, f- you know, five feet across, uh, you know, on the, on the wall of your... Uh, you know, like maybe uh, th- like that 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 close up shot we got, you know, of like Thranduil oh, yeah. turning his face in the trailer last year, right? Yeah, um, you know, yeah. with like the the silver sheen reflecting on his eyebrow hairs, like that's that's uh, um, th- that would be something. Um, no, I'm no, I'm being very charitable. Maybe they're me- intended for businesses. Well, I I almost don't know if that's better. No, <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. What about a giant map of the Shire? Okay, that looks kind of cool, actually. Now that, and actually, I've seen also mural, you know, like a full wall of like Middle Earth map. Did you? I mean, that's useful to me. Whoa. <laughs> like, that would you, be useful to me. Did oh, there you, you see, go. Um, did you see? Scroll down, Corey. Oh my gosh, Gollum. Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> Scroll, the map uh, is cool. The, the map scroll is cool. Down a oh, we scroll do down. have the stuff okay. bag end. We do yeah, have scroll, the Keep going, end. keep going, keep going uh, down to where there should be an individual item for the map. Uh, keep going. This one? There we go. Click on that. The, oh, there we go. The map of the Shire, is it? Yeah. See, that looks pretty That's cool. good. That looks That's cool. tasteful. I like yeah. yeah. That's cool. That looks kind of okay. Oh, look, they even have it in different different scenes. It looks, there, it looks great with the wood floor and and like, and, like, and, and, and and with Bilbo's you know favorite walks marked in red ink on the map. You know that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. this is nice. Yeah. I mean, you I know. could do like a library with the Shire on one side, Middle Earth on the other. You know, the the the, the uh, traditional maps. You know, like yeah. the one I had one, that I bought oh. when I was young. I did had it traced the journeys of the Fellowship and stuff. It's pretty cool. Uh-oh, Uh-oh, what? What? Um, uh, hit the back arrow. Um, <laughs> click on, uh, click on, um, um, uh, hit the back arrow one more time. Go, okay. let's go look at the, uh, the oh desolation gosh, of Smaug ones. Uh-oh. The desolation of Smaug. Uh-oh. Scroll down. Um, Uh-oh. keep going. Keep going all the way to the bottom, actually. Click the bottom right. And Brianna's. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Now in the you know in this one, sadly, Lee Pace's eyebrows are probably only about three feet across. You know. <laughs> yep. But you They're, can get them at different. You can get different sizes. So they have all this. Actually, dis- they all have all calculate. The, they have all that distracting like background stuff. Why exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Into his face. Let's just zoom in here. No, let's just zoom in. But here. no, you could you could actually do like a you know you could. You could decide how wide you want his eyebrows to be, and then measure the whole mural, and then do your dimensions accordingly. <laughs> you, just, you just imagine like the demented wall hanging, right? Like you go into somebody's house, and what? Like over their mantelpiece, they have like Thranduil's eyebrows. You know, <laughs> I mean, talk about your awkward conversational pieces. You know, um, yeah. And given given the amount of choices they're offering they must be popular i mean I, I just i mean i assume or maybe it's maybe there's not a lot of overhead in offering all these choices but wow wait i don't know i don't know Boy, just i mean i only... would rather have like a wall mural of an original you know drawing of tolkien's you know and let, me, and let me tell you something looking at looking at some of the things they have on here some of the images these are images from past movie posters and right. uh, and right. banners. Yeah, right. 
how much you want to bet some of those horrible some of this horrible banner is going to end up on somebody's <gasps> wall? Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, could right. you imagine that blown up to blown up to huge size? Oh yeah! Um, oh golly, what is that? Where oh. is this? Woodland. Oh, it's the gate, isn't it? The gate where they first go from Bjorn's into the woods. No. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the was right. It's the overgrown wall of Bjorn's house. Yeah. Bjorn oh, had okay. a portcullis. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, I didn't realize that actually. Hang on a second. That's physically impossible. The top of the wall is right there. Yeah, he can't. Where the heck is the portcullis? Unless it's unless it like rolls, you know. Unless it like (laughs) 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 exactly, you know, just like in front of a Manhattan storefront. Exactly, it's just like that. (laughs) They unroll that thing. You know, and brings it down. Okay, uh, Bjorn's house is closed for the evening, people. (laughs) Move along. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, um, I, I suspected it might be fun to look at these. So. Well, that Chris, was just the yeah. Whew. That was our that was our moment of horror for the day. Okay, yeah. so here's my teaser. You want my teaser now that Jackson said in an interview? Yeah, sure. He he said that he is he considers movie three to be a psychological thriller. So, so is it all going to be told? Like, are we just going to get like a? It's all going to be told from the point of view of like Thorin as he slowly loses his mind. Either that, or Bilbo's going to get going to get stabbed in the shower. Thorin's, Thorin's not going to be sure what's going on. Like, they're going to like be doing they're they're going to like they're going to be doing like surrealist scenes where it's like it's not clear if this is really happening or is this all in Thorin's mind. Oh gosh, like Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I just don't get psychological thriller. I well, just... I, I, mean, I, I assume that what he's, uh, what he's exaggerating there is the whole the Thor. Thorin Bilbo thing. Gotta I mean, there certainly be. is going to be. I mean, there certainly should be a lot of you know what you know you could call psychological drama. You know. Um, yeah, you know no, what? I could get that. I could get psychological drama. I mean, if if in just... fact, if that turns out to be true, if 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 that's what he is talking about, and indeed that's what the film focuses on, which I highly doubt, I would actually be really happy. Yeah, if, me like, too. Most of the if like a significant amount of the screen time was just dedicated to like the on-screen interpersonal relationships between the different characters and like trying to navigate all that, and we and they just like they just they pay short shrift to like. Uh, Dol Goldor and battles and stuff, and they really focus on like the character drama taking place, like in the mountain, and then during the negotiations. Man, I'd be so happy. Yeah, that would be a great film. Yeah, I'm sure it yeah. won't happen. Yeah, um, Arkenball. <laughs> Kevin Elf says Arkenball. Right. Arkenstone might drive the whole story. Arkenball. I'm telling you, right. as everybody tries to to acquire it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, all right. Let's do uh, let's do announcements. Because we've uh, we've managed we uh, we turns out we hated the banner so much we talked about it forever so uh, we're right. we're, we're we actually over time here yeah. yeah yeah so announcements so shall I proceed with the yeah let's, we have we have we have myth mood announcements yeah so well the latest update and they're not out yet but but by the time the podcast listeners hopefully these will be out we have our we have our slate of presenters that's right and we have double the number of papers that we did last year. 
Yes, we, uh, which we've is really yeah, exciting. Huge increase in participation, and the the paper proposals we got were really great. We're really looking forward to uh, to hearing all you know all the people who are who are gonna who are gonna come. Um, it's gonna be uh, it's 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 gonna be awesome. The paper presentations last year were really good, uh, oh, and yeah. uh, I am really looking forward to that next year. So we're and actually we have some returning. Some of our presenters from last year are returning, and we have new ones. And Dave Kale is presenting a paper that alone is worth coming for. That's right. That's right. Um, so yeah, no, we're we're going to be uh, we're going to be able to announce uh, uh, a tentative agenda um, uh, pretty soon. Actually, you know, so we're, we're 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 working on that. So um, I'm gathering information from the presenters in terms of how they want to characterize their presentations. Oh, that's right. Dave. I gotta send you an email. Yes, you do. <laughs> um, and um, I plan. I'm I'm working on getting those up at least in you know short form um, onto the site. Uh, after the weekend so hopefully you will be able to kind of peruse you know sort of if nothing if not the whole list at least a sample of some of the i mean they're just it's amazing stuff and it's not just token i mean there's you know there's a lot of token but there's fantasy we have a sci-fi panel um we have some special stuff like a gaelic workshop Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a Riddles in the Dark listener panel that Dave and I are putting together f- to hear from the listeners rather than us. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it, I, just that aspect of Myth Mood alone is exciting. And then we have other things that we're working on that we hope to be able to announce in more detail soon. Yes, a Gaelic workshop with uh, longtime hey, Gaelic, Riddles there. in Our the Dark listener and current attendee, Molly Hester. Yes, yes. So what she's, we'll be... She's with us today. Yes, Exactly. Molly, yes. Notice I, I made a point of I didn't even remember you were here and I would have said it even if you were here. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, no, so we're, you know, we are, as we've been doing, you know, we're sort of continually uh, trying to sort of expand and diversify the program. Um, you know, the, the, the real union, not just sort of juxtaposition but real union of you know of 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 learning and fun you know of uh, of of scholarship and fandom is really what we've been going for with Mythmoot uh, all, all the way along you know that it's something that will be fun for everybody but be also very meaty you know so it's not um not dry and boring like a lot of academic conferences uh can be but also it's also yeah not like sort of just like you know uh sort of brainless fandom stuff either. Um, you know, so, so yes, lots of substance, uh, and lots of fun at the same time. So, um, there'll be, um, there'll be a lot of really fun opportunities. Yeah, I'm, and pretty, Brent Spr- I'm pretty Brent excited, Sprinkle- Oh, it's going to be great. And Brent Spinkle has asked the question that I know a lot of people have asked. We're actually not, don't have plans right now to do any videoing of any part of Mythmoot. That could change. I would say best case is you may get videos of portions of it, but as Dave yeah. noted to Brent, the proceedings, the paper, the presenters who are, who are interested in having their papers published after the fact will certainly, you know, you can certainly read those. Yes. So, you know, we're just not at a stage right now where we can do justice to doing um, videoing of, of the conference, although I, I certainly would love to be able to do that someday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that's pretty. That's pretty. Um, that is pretty. I've I've looked into this for other conferences that I've I've um, organized. That's a pretty costly and challenging. Yes. Um, very um, complex. Very costly. Yeah. yeah to do so, it right, you know. So, you know, I we may be able to. Tim says at least do some. I mean, we may be able to. I I don't know. It's it's just it's hard. I mean, we didn't do any last year, and there was actually a reason for that. So. Um, Anyway, but we will tweet. We'll tweet and post about it. (laughs) 
maybe get somebody live to do, you know, if we have Middle Earth News come, maybe they'll do a live sort of interview with people during the session or something. So. Yeah, yeah, I do think it's it's, it's another thing that we're going to do this year is we're going to be, um, we, by, by, by we, I mean, uh, you know, Mythgard and Signum have uh, a bigger staff this year. So we're yes. going to yeah. have more people in place. So basically we're, we're going to be able to be a little bit more organized. You know, in, in the past, I mean, I remember at MythMoot 1, you know, which was basically like me and Trish running around personally to make sure everything was running. Um, with you no know, bathroom breaks. With no bathroom breaks. And, uh, uh, and you know, so we're going to have, you know, more, you know, we, we have more people to deploy to be working. You know, we're certainly going to be right. working in more concentrated ways on, um, on social media presence, you know, helping, you know, people to kind of follow along with what's happening um, on, uh, um, you know, even some things like uh, you know interviews and stories and possibly video segments and things like that um, right. that could be done on site and, and sort of released after. So. Um, so hopefully, hopefully we'll have at least some decent news about that kind of, you know, uh, being able to offer things to people that aren't there. But right now, you know, I mean, I would say right now, don't assume anything. And then hopefully it'll just be good news if we can pull something off. Yeah. 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 Gosh, we were going to talk about Shadow of Mordor today, but we're, we didn't have time. So maybe we can lead with that or, or include that in next next episode. Yeah. Yeah. A, a bunch of people have been asking, of course, you know, the game is being released now. The big it's the the big Warner Brothers Tolkien title of the year, uh, The Shadows of Mordor. Um or as it is uh, somewhat misleadingly named, the Lord of the Rings: colon, Shadows of Mordor. Um, uh, but so, sorry, did I tip my hand there about uh, what I think of the game? Um, I, I apologize there. Um, uh, but now we'll, we'll 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 talk about it later. I, I definitely have some thoughts <laughs> about that game, so um, we'll see about that. But okay. We are going to sign off because it's time to go. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. uh, And we will say, as always, thanks for listening and Godspeed.